No, just stop it. Thank you everyone for your patience. The DFM show is beginning now. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. I am your host, Turd Flinging Monkey. And we're going to have an all-call-in show today because we didn't take any call-ins last week. You know, the banter segment went on way too long. And we had, like, I think one or two book guests. We had, we had the one book guest, and then we did banana questions. And then we were already, like, three and a half hours, so we ended the show. So we're going to make it up to you. Since we didn't do any call-in guests last week, we're going to do nothing but call-in guests. So yep. prepare your anus. Yep, let's see how it goes. Well, the guest that we had scheduled today has to work tonight, so no, best wishes to him. And mm-hmm. well, maybe we'll get him back on next time. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it, this will this will be a great show. It'll be a terrible show. It's up to the uh, the fate of the Tism gods now. Yes, Danis, don't fail us now. <laughs> You're not supposed to mention the Tism gods. They're supposed to be left unnamed and unspoken, lest you. Unless you, you know, draw their ire with your blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, forgive me, autism God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so what's up, Shogun? What have you been up to? Yeah, not a whole lot. This work, I mean, this week has been very busy. Well, it mostly just been trying to get stuff done at work. Like, I come home and thinking of work. Even on the weekend, sometimes I think of work because... Well, not only because I love my job, which is great, but also because there, my job involves a lot more than I anticipated, and mm-hmm. I have a bit more responsibility than I imagined. So we will see how it goes. Now, my appearances on the 420 show will probably be a lot less frequent because of that. Of course, I'll still be listening in spirit, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, things are doing well. Uh, well, yeah. Doing a, you're in a time zone where uh, a morning podcast probably isn't conducive to your schedule. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, even though I have the ability to talk as I work, and so far nobody really nobody really uh, gives me a hard time or anything. But at the same time, yeah, I always still have to be mindful of what I say and whatnot. But mm-hmm. anyway, moving forward from that, um, I noticed that there have been a lot of people doing videos on the whole draft thing. Now, I... I now we covered this during the 420 show. Right. And people and people have been having mixed opinions on it. Some people say it's a victory, others say that that it's not going to make a huge difference. I say it's not going to make a huge difference. I don't believe women are even going to get drafted because uh, because even though my there was a bit my Celestina comment during the 420 show was a bit erroneous. I I didn't think to mention that Women, when it comes to deployment, women are just going to get pregnant anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so there's there's really no point in actually having a draft for women because right. you can't force them to be equal. And not only that, even if you were able to quote unquote force them to be equal um, per, per our uh, principles, as you may call it, they're just it's just going to sterilize them anyway. And you don't want to sterilize a large percent of your female population because you know you're going to need them to make babies. But wait, they're not having babies anyway. But still, that's not really a good excuse to do it, because we're because we need babies. Every society needs babies. Uh, yep. All right. So yeah, this isn't going to do anything. If you're expecting, oh, the female draft is upon us. This means women are going to die in equal numbers on the front lines as men. 
No. In fact, all you got to do is look at Israel. Israel has a female draft. I mean, look, because Israel's so small, and they're always being rocketed and stuff like that by people. So everybody has to serve in the military. And yet, I mean, talk to anyone in Israel. They'll tell you the females get, like, the cushy, safe positions while the men go out on the front lines. In fact, 96% of frontline combat troops are men in Israel, which, is a, which has a female draft. And uh, when, I was in, when I was in the Navy... Uh, when we went into the Middle East, uh, we were doing like a tour and other people, other navies were visiting our ship and everything, shaking hands and all that stuff. And we actually had, because uh, I was in Intel, we actually had like some Israeli, you know, people come on the boat, just look around, shake hands and whatnot. And yeah, they were all chicks. Like Intel is just chicks because it's it's considered a safe position. So yeah, in, in when you have a co-ed draft, the girls get all the uh, logistical jobs, desk jobs, all that stuff. And the men get all the manual labor, getting shot at, all that fun stuff jobs. Because, yeah, like, women are going to be protected. So, like, if you're expecting... Now, that being said, I would still consider that serving your country. They're at least doing something as opposed to not a goddamn thing ever. Like, even if they only... If they go to the, a war zone and all they do is, like process stuff and and or drive a truck or you know at least they're doing something i'm not saying only people who get shot at are, are actually serving their country there's like i mean this isn't like a yield in days when soldiers marched in columns with flintlock rifles you know the military is a very large beast and it has a lot of moving parts and a lot of what the soldiers have to do there's a lot of logistical and backup stuff medical personnel and so forth so that's why at least they're doing something now, but like you said, and this has been true, like even without the draft, women in the military, if they don't want to get deployed, they simply get pregnant and nothing happens. If a man did something to his body to prevent himself from going to a deployment, he'd be court-martialed. If, exactly. if a man injures himself or does anything to his body that will prevent him from going on a deployment in order to get out of a deployment, he is court-martialed. When a exactly. woman gets pregnant... When a woman gets pregnant to get out of a deployment, nothing happens. So that is what, yeah, look. And this is like, I've seen women get pregnant to avoid a six-month deployment of doing circles in the water. Not even doing, like, anything dangerous. They're just going to do circles in the water, and women are getting pregnant to avoid that. So if we actually had a no-shit war where there was a draft, and people were going to a war zone, and people were dying... Now, this would this is basically, we're talking like a war between China or something, like a conventional military. Like, I've, I've talked to some people who say that, oh, you know, we didn't need a draft for Iraq or Afghanistan, so we'll never need a draft again. It's like, yeah, Iraq and Afghanistan are third world shitholes with barely a conventional army to speak of and no navy and no air force. Yeah, we pushed their shit in in a day. So what? What happens when we actually go against a real, a real military? We're exactly. going to need a draft. So people are dumb. Uh, women are just going to get pregnant. It's it's not really going to fix anything, but whatever. I mean, it's still, look, I, I, I'm all about consistency. That's like one of my, my themes. I hate inconsistency. I hate double standards. So if men have to sign up for the draft in order to, in order to vote, so should women. Whether or not they... Now, it, I'm sure there will be further double standards down this process... Absolutely. 
but at least we got rid of one double standard. At least one double standard has been rectified. Now, obviously, it actually hasn't happened yet. I guess the judge who said that it was unconstitutional, it was just like a federal judge. It has to go to the Supreme Court in order to be like actually ratified and for the law to actually change. So it's probably going to be like 10 years before that happens anyway. But if it does, let's just say it does happen. Let's say the, the draft is, um, oh, what happened to the music? It's all glitching out all of a sudden. Oh, good question. I thought it was just, I thought it was just me or something. I don't even know. Well, whatever. Hopefully it fixes itself somehow. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, so, um, even if women continue to enjoy double standards, at least there's one less double standard, and that's that's better than nothing. And like, I don't want to diminish. MRAs did a thing. They did they did one thing. So congratulations. You know, may it continue. Is a female a cuck for taking care of another's female's baby? Yes. In fact, <laughs> what the uh, cuckoo bird, where the word cuck comes from is from the cuckoo bird. The way the cuckoo bird reproduces is it lays its eggs in other birds' nests. So, like, the the mama cuckoo bird will sneak into other birds' nests, lay its eggs in an other, the nests of other birds, and the birds will actually raise the cuckoo bird's offspring as its own. So, the, both, both genders can be affected. You know, a woman can raise another woman's baby just as much as a man can raise another man's baby obviously traditionally it's men who get cucked though what do you call a gay dinosaur a megasaurus ha 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 all right well, thank you for the donation yep. <sighs> anyway yep, yep so, that was celsina's got gay jokes all of a sudden yep so, so anyway, um, back to the topic you brought up before. Now, when it comes to women in combat and, and the ability to dodge um, deployment just by getting pregnant, it makes you think that you're, you're better off training a man anyway because mm -hmm. when it comes to men, they're more reliable anyway because there's nothing they can do to get out of it without getting court-martialed unless, unless there's something that is completely out of their control, like maybe they become 4F all of a sudden. Or, or something like that. Maybe. I mean, you know better than I do because I was never in the military. But... Yeah, well, look, you're always better off with a... Like, there's really... Unless the position has something to do with babies. Oh, I might not, I might just kill the music. I don't know what is going on with this music bot. Where do I? Yeah, hold on. Um, where's the... Shit, where's the... Okay, bot commands. All right, hold on. All right, yeah, I don't know what happened to the uh, the music. It's all glitchy and shit. Whatever. Anyway, um, fuck, what were we talking about? That glitchy music yes. just... Okay, so yeah, we were talking about how anything that may have to do with babies is typically an excuse to get out of deployment and so on. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you're talking about, um, you know, you're better off training a man. Yes, you're, you're always better yeah. off training a man. War has absolutely nothing to do with babies, thus it has nothing to do with women. In fact, the only right. case I've seen where women are needed... Okay, so they I did this article a while back about these female special forces, and they were touting them like special forces, but all it was was because in Islam, it's culturally prohibitive for women to talk to men 
who aren't their family or, or husband or whatever, in order to work with the locals, in order to, um, you know, whatever, to, to talk, you have to talk to women if you're in like uh, in a Muslim country. If you're trying to maintain order, you might have to converse with women once in a while. So they created this special forces of women who their whole job is to talk to the local women because it, was, it wasn't culturally acceptable for the male soldiers to talk to the women. So that's literally the only exception. Unless there's some kind of cultural thing that prohibits women from talking to men, so you need women to do it, that, that's about it. Basically, there's no job that women can do better than men. Uh, there's, there's like five things that women can do better than men or, or qualities that women have that are superior uh, to, to men. Women are more flexible than men. This is why when you see figure skaters and gymnasts, they can do stuff men can't do. Their bodies are actually more flexible. And this is because they give birth to babies. You know, when you're squeezing a, a child through your vagina, you want to be a little bit flexible. You don't want to, like, bones to break and all that stuff. Uh, also, women maintain a higher core temperature at the expense of their externalities. So women will complain about their feet and their fingers being cold, but they'll survive cold temperatures longer. So whenever there's like a really bad uh, snowstorm or, or when a group is snowed in, the men will actually die at a greater rate than the women because when your core temperature goes down, that's when you die. So the women, like, they'll complain about their fingers and toes being cold more than a man will, but they'll survive cold weather more than a man will. And this is actually because, again, they give birth to babies. Their bodies are designed to protect the baby. That's why they maintain it. Right maintain a higher core temperature. So all these things that we're discussing that women are actually better than men at all have to do with giving birth to babies. War, shooting guns, flying airplanes, none of those things have anything to do with babies. Thus, men are always better. Now, when you have a small country like Israel, for example, they're like the size of a city. You know, you, you don't have the luxury of an all-male military. You need every warm body you can get. And even though the women are inferior... They're better than nothing. It's just like in World War II when the women went to go work in the factories. Obviously, male employees would have been better, you know, working in these factories, but all the men were fighting the war. So having in the women in the factories was better than nobody there at all. So, right. but Amer America is in Israel. That's why we have a draft. Most countries, most small countries, like throughout Europe, have conscription. There is no draft. That's simply everyone fights the war. There's no, okay, we're going to draw some random birthdays and only you guys go to war until unless we need more people. The, the draft is a luxury for a very large country that doesn't need to conscript all of their men. But again, sh sh when shit hits the fan, you have to also understand women were not open to combat roles until 2016. That's where this started. In 2016, they, uh, feminists got a wild hair up their ass and decided that they want to be they want to be open to combat roles. That's actually what caused this, because in the 80s, MRAs tried to push the whole uh, the, the male-only draft being unconstitutional, and the Supreme Court said it was fine because women were not open for combat roles. Thus, the male-only draft made sense. But since 2016, women have been open to combat roles. Thus, the, the, the male-only draft doesn't make sense anymore, and that's why that judge said it was unconstitutional. So it, it, it's fine. Like, it, it doesn't change anything. This isn't going to be like the snowball that brings down feminism and restores the nuclear family. It's just feminists kind of didn't think too far ahead. They didn't think, oh, you know, if we, uh, if we want combat roles to be open to us, then uh, we're gonna, we might be subject to the draft because that, that was the argument from the Supreme Court in the 1980s. They didn't think about that. 
that's it though. Like, but in the grand scheme of things, yeah, worst case, the best case scenario. Well, I don't know whether you call it a worst case scenario or best case scenario. What's probably going to happen is even if they have women uh, sign up for the draft, they're going to have all kinds of exceptions. So if they're pregnant, if they're married, if they whatever, they're going to get all kinds of exceptions. And so women will just get pregnant to get out of the draft, something that men can't do. And then even if they can't get pregnant, uh, they're going to get put in cushy, non-dangerous logistical jobs while the men go and get shot at. So right. again, if you're ex- if you're expecting women to 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 die on the battlefield alongside men, no. Sorry no, if that but... busts your like uh, your blood lust for dead women. I'm sorry if I busted your bubble. That will not happen. Women will not be dying on the front lines alongside the men. They're under no circumstances right. will that happen. Right, and not only that, you don't really want them on the front front lines either. I mean, take because I've heard so many stories of women. They just get scared. They drop right. their guns. Flee, well, we've we've talked about right. So we've talked about this. The hormone of the gods. Uh, women cannot handle the stress a man can. I can't think of a more stressful situation than having people actively trying to shoot you dead all around you. Like right. I mean, so women can't even handle the basic stress that men have to deal with every day. I mean, when you're talking about war, war breaks men. That's what PTSD is. The stress of war breaks men. So what the fuck do you think happens to a woman in war? If even a man who has this the hormone of the gods in order to process stress far better than a woman, if it breaks him, it's going to destroy a woman. And that's why you see women just curling up in the fetal position and screaming rather than fighting. Because they, they literally can't. In fact, uh, even the Russian snipers in World War II, there were some female Russian snipers. Again, Russia, they had to use women because they didn't have a choice. They didn't have the population. So, yeah, there were like female snipers in Russia. The female snipers, even though they got some decent, they racked up some decent kills, it fucked them up. Absolutely fucked them up. Oh, yeah. So... So, yeah, look, look, war sucks. I understand, you know, the people who want equality, but here's the thing. There's nothing worse than trying to pretend that two things which are unequal are equal and to treat them equally. That's horrible. Like, imagine if someone decided, oh, we need to treat everyone equally. Therefore, we need to treat children as adults. That's a bad idea because children are not adults. We should not treat them as adults. So it, it just pretending that women, men and women are equal, then we need to... I understand, get rid of the double standards. Uh, we need consistent things. I think we need to move in the direction of acknowledging the differences between men and women and rewarding men for their responsibility and sacrifice rather than demanding that women take something upon their shoulders which they are biologically incapable of bearing. Because all you're going yes. to do is you're going to break women's minds and their bodies... They're, like people think, oh, we just need to stop coddling women. We need to force them to evolve. Human beings are not Pokemon. They don't like, oh, they, they gain enough XP and they just evolve into a higher form. That's not how evolution works. You're, th- you're thinking of metamorphosis. Humans do not have metamorphosis. Evolution is intergenerational. 
like the, the strong and the fit reproduce and you see gradual change over a long period of time over many generations if you simply beat women and force them to do things they are biologically incapable of doing they will have mental breakdowns and they will die that's it that's all that will happen they won't evolve they won't metamorphosis into some i don't even know she hulk i don't know what you're expecting them to do that's not how evolution works right and considering how long humanity has been on this earth it's been the same since the beginning and and the things are the same now do you expect them to suddenly just evolve and change it's not like pokemon where you see yeah. little uh oh women's evolving <laughs> woman evolved into superwoman she is now equal to man right now if we if we ever get some kind of transhumanism some kind of gene editing may, maybe we could do something but we, we certainly don't have that now so and it's stupid to even talk about it and also like here's what you see like you'll get female mras a lot of the female mras who are actually worth a shit not the female mras who are basically just parroting shit they heard a man say once and they're just repeating it in order to get a, attention and money on patreon but the actual mras you know who i'm talking about so they're actual female mras who actually have an original thought and can make an original argument and they're actually thoughtful and intelligent do you know what i notice about those female mras they're all autistic lesbians or at the very least they're bisexual and autistic so yeah, and so um, autism has been classified as the an extreme male brain. So you have, like, basically they look at the difference between men and women's brains. People with autism have a more extreme form of the male brain. That's why they, they, they lack social skills. But a lot of people with autism are brilliant. Like, a lot of the most brilliant minds have autism. Now, if you're autistic and retarded, yeah, you fucking drew the short straw there, bud. You basically got the worst of both worlds with none of the upsides. But generally, like the whole autism spectrum, gifted is actually on the autism spectrum. So if you're extremely gifted, you're probably also autistic. So you have these female MRAs who have autism, or at least Asperger's, and are also bisexual or lesbians. So they're basically one pubic hair away of being like a trans man. Now, clearly, when you, uh, when you consider that the LGBT community as a whole is less than 5% of the human population, or the American population, rather. I don't know what it is worldwide, but in America, they're like less than 5% of the population. Then you even further distill that to autistic lesbians. You're talking less than 100 women in the entire country. You cannot base a society on that. If, if your goal is to force women to become equal to men, you're, you're going to have 10 women left, and they're all going to be lesbians, and they're not going to want your dick. So you can't even reproduce with them anyway because they, they're lesbians. They're not attracted to penises. They want vaginas. So right. it's, a it's a complete dead end. It's a complete dead end. Trying to force right. women to evolve will not work. The best thing you can do, if you truly believe in equality that what you should be doing is you should be fighting for the the progress of technology to get us to a place where we can change our genes and we can actually change what it means to be human. That is the only way we'll ever have any form of true equality, when we can actually go in and change our genes to make us, like, you know, fucking space brains or some shit. But until we get yeah. to that point, this is all just mental masturbation and communism, frankly. Yeah, and even if we could do that, I can imagine women would still be miserable. They'd still want to have children, and 
you know, be women when it's most convenient to them at the very least. Oh, no, no, no. So, that's a funny thing, though. These, like, these women with Asperger's and autism often don't want children. They don't, and it, it, there's a reason for this. Having children, when you think about it, doesn't make rational sense. Like, why would a woman want to get fat, get stretch marks, and blow her pussy out after nine months? She only does it because her instincts are telling her to do it. The thought of it makes makes her feel happy. The, like, the reason why women are so emotional, it's a requirement for reproduction. If women were logical, they wouldn't reproduce. Having babies is very illogical, objectively. But because it feels good and because they're so emotional, they do it. So when you make a woman think like a man, if she has autism or, or whatever, she doesn't want kids because it's not rational or logical. So again, it's a dead end. If you want women who want kids, they're going to be largely emotional. They're going to be feminine. They're not going to be rational. They're not going to think like you. Okay, so you're talking from the, oh, purely the, like the Asperger's and autism side. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, yeah not, that. I'm, not using, I'm not using Asperger's and autism as a euphemism. I, I mean, literally, they are autistic or they have Asperger's. That's why they think like a man. Okay. Okay. Now I see where you're coming from. Yeah. That, that makes, that makes perfect sense. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. And so they don't want children. Just like, imagine if, uh, like, just think, think of yourself as a man. If there was some procedure that allowed you to get pregnant for like, maybe they do like some kind, they gave you a pill that lets you grow a uterus and you could get pregnant by taking like, I don't know, a dick in your ass or something like that. Right. Most guys would be like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to get. I don't want to gain like thirty pounds, get stretch marks, and have my asshole blown out like I'm shitting out a watermelon. They wouldn't want to sign up for that shit. So, uh, when you give a woman a male brain, she's not going to sign up for it either, and then nobody's going to have any babies. So, like, this is why people who blame women and like they they hate and call women evil for being who they are. Women are the way they are for a very good reason, and it's actually not... It's a very necessary reason. There's nothing wrong with female nature. There's nothing wrong with male nature. There's nothing wrong with human nature. The problem is you have to base a society around the realities of human nature. The problem with egalitarianism and communism and a lot of these other utopian societal ideas is it throws out the realities of human nature, and it, it just believes that if we just create this perfect society, um, people will just conform to it and everything will work out great but no you have to understand and appreciate the reality of human nature and then build a society around those realities that works in reality not a utopian society that'll totally work if only people would stop being themselves and and, and get with the program because that never works that was the whole idea in france uh during the french revolution they're trying to create the new man and then in, in Russia, the new so it's all this thing trying to redefine humanity, trying to breed a better human that could live in this utopian society they're trying to build, and it never worked ever, not a single time. Human nature is more or less inflexible until we develop such technology that we can change fundamentally what a human being is, and at that point. We're just going to be like genetically engineering our own subspecies. Like that will be the end of human beings as we know it. So, but you know, there you go. So like, obviously that's not going to happen in any of our lifetimes. So I'm just, that's just speculation. But anyway, that's, yeah. so we went from the female draft all the way to transhumanism. So there we go. I think we, 
I think we're good. Yeah, there are two things I wanted to bring up, but I noticed that we were kind of segueing to a different uh, conversation. And then it's like, yeah, this conversation is getting good. I don't know if I should interrupt it or not. But anyway, this is a question I've had for you because I want your perspective on it. Now, right. you say that there's – okay, now, if a woman joins the military – and even though she's not in a combat role, she's still serving her country. That I agree with. But right. would you still want to give her voting rights, even if she was doing something similar? I mean, something maybe only yes. paper, paper pushing. Yeah, right. That's fine because she's still serving her country. But again, in my system, she'd only be voting for the president unless she was a net taxpayer. And the reason why yeah. is people don't understand. Like, they're like, what if the veterans try to uh, vote themselves uh, money? It's like they can't. The president doesn't write law. The Congress does. The president just signs the law or vetoes the law. If you understand yeah. what the what the bodies of government are doing, the legislature, which is the House and the, and the Senate, they create the law. The executive, the president, he enforces the law. And the judicial branch, the Supreme Court, they interpret the law. Or they, like, they are the last line of defense against some bullshit. So the point right. is, is the... Um, those who demonstrate responsibility in the enforcement of the sacrifice for the enforcement of the country, that's the military. So, yeah, if you serve your country, you know, even in a supporting role, like I was in Intel, but I was I was in Iraq. I had fucking, you know, all that shit going on. You're like, oh, you just you, you just made PowerPoints. You're not a real you didn't actually serve your country. You fucking PowerPoint making piece of shit. But like, you know, whatever. It's like, whatever. Anyway, my point is, I'm fine with giving people who serve their country, even in a supportive role, recognition for their sacrifice. But they have to meet the mill standard. And also, in the military, if they need you to do something, you do it. So my concern is that, like, if you're a man, it doesn't matter what your job is. You could be a truck driver, a radar technician, anything. If they need you to charge a hill, they're just going to start grabbing bodies. Like, look, I know you're a truck driver, you're a whatever you are, but you're a soldier. Here's a gun. We need to get, like, a big group of fucking guys together. We're going to go take that hill. That's just part of the job when you're in the Army. But when you're, if you're a woman and they're like, we're only going to send the men, that's a no. Like, if, if you're going to just send warm bodies to get shot at, then the women need to be sent too. There shouldn't be, Again, I don't like double standards. Now, will that happen? Probably not. They will probably spare the women. They'll send them to the safe, the safe zone. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. That's just... and yeah. Yeah. The reason I asked that question is because I know there's other people that had the exact same question. So instead of myself trying to answer it myself, I asked the question so that you would answer it because, right. well, because for so starters, let's say, you can answer it better than I. Right. So you have to understand you need to have one standard. In fact, the military is actually going to one standard. This whole like two tiered system where women have to do less push ups and sit ups and run slower and they can still get promoted. That's going away. They're going to one standard, which is what you need to do, because if you're held to a lower standard, the enemy isn't going to go easier on you because you have a vagina. The reason why those standards exist is so that you can survive in a war zone. So if you have a lower standard and you can't meet the, the actual standard, you're going to die and you're going to be a liability to the people around you. So realistically, there will be very few actual female veterans in comparison to men. Look at, again, Terrence Pop did a video called Can't Cut to Mustard. Women, only about 4% of women can make the male standard. Most women just simply can't do, they can't physically do what is required of men. In fact, uh, to use a, a, a hyperbolic example... If you want to trap for the Olympics for the 100-meter dash 
in order to qualify just to try out for the Olympics as a man, you have to run faster than the world's record for women. You have to be faster than the fastest woman just to qualify to compete for the Olympics. So that's like that. There's a higher threshold for a man. There's nothing wrong with that. And unlike sports, like you can in sports, you can have different leagues. You can have a female league and a male league, have the best females play against each other, have the best males play against each other, whatever. But in war, you're just sending everybody at everybody. So women are going to be an objective liability unless they can meet the male standard. So realistically, even if women signed up for the draft, they have to meet the male standard and 96% of them won't. So it, it's kind of like, even if they wanted to, may, I don't know. They just, they can't. Their bodies aren't built for it. Right. Bottom line is you can't force them to be equal when there is, when they literally aren't. But right. I, I do believe, go ahead. No, I said you're right. Okay. Yep. And that being said, um, yeah, it's been about 30 minutes now, so we should probably start jumping into the calls, maybe take a few banana questions. Yeah, yeah let's let's answer like we'll answer let's answer a couple banana questions and we'll open up the phone lines. Uh, okay, first banana question. If we had a precious metal standard, what would happen if a bank got robbed? Would people just go without their money? Also, what about if a massive event like World War Three happened and there wasn't enough metal to pay for the war? Well, a precious metal standard doesn't mean you actually trade in precious metal. It means you have a fiat currency backed by precious metals. So the banks would still issue paper. But this is why, you know, the United States have Fort has Fort Knox. They have these fortresses where they keep their gold. Now, obviously, since the U.S. got off the gold standard, we don't really worry about that much anymore. But let's say we went back on the gold standard. Yeah, we would lock down the vaults. We would have, like, whatever fortress that we were keeping our gold in would be the most heavily fortified, com you know, compound in the United States. For that very reason. Because if someone actually steals the gold, they're undermining your entire, you know, fiat currency system. If someone was able to, you know, like in, um, like Despicable Me, use some kind of shrink ray or some, you know, some kind of crazy supervillain weapon to actually break into Fort Knox. Let's say we were on a gold standard. If someone actually successfully broke into Fort Knox and stole all the gold in the United States in Fort Knox, while we were on a gold standard, it would collapse the economy the dollar would lose all of its value because it was backed by gold. So, yeah, right. that that's what would happen. That's why you lock that shit down. Yep. And you know what? Uh, no, no, never mind. That's not even really... All right. Uh, was... when, all right, so next question. When Japan was nuked, why didn't they return to a patriarchy? Uh, well, part of their terms of surrender was that they empower their women. Women didn't yep. vote until the United States forced them to give women rights. So they had they were under treaty to give women rights. They they like under if they were allowed to just if they just collapsed naturally, they would have had a patriarchy. In fact, that's what they had before. It, it would have been inevitable. In fact, after World War II, the government was so weak that the yakuza had to basically keep the law. And the yakuza are very patriarchal. They're very traditional um, because they operate outside the law. But the official government of Japan they were bound by the treaty of their surrender, which was they were ordered by the United States to empower women. So like, when you're defeated in a war and part of the terms of your surrender is you empower women, obviously you can't have a patriarchy. So that's why. The United States basically forced them at gunpoint to give women rights. 
All right. Uh, what yeah. is your opinion? What is your opinion on making college free? It's the worst idea ever. In fact, all this will do. Yeah. This will keep. This will accomplish two things. It will make a college degree as worthless as a high school diploma, and it will make it. It will. It will force you to stay in school a lot longer than you need to be. Like there was a time. If you look at old textbooks from like fifty years ago, or or even better, like early nineteen hundreds textbooks, you'll find that like ninth graders were smarter than your average college graduate. How did that happen? How were ninth graders a hundred years ago better educated than college graduates today? It's because the government started making it free. Back when like communities had to build a little red schoolhouse and they all pulled their resources and hired a schoolmaster, their kids got a good education. Private schooling works far better than government schooling. And when the government is in charge of it and it's free, now the standard goes straight through the floor. Yep. Because now, now it's a right. So now you can't fail people. You have to keep lowering the standard. This is why, like, 50 years ago, a high school diploma, that's all you needed. It, unless you were going to be a scientist or a doctor, you didn't go to college. You just got your high school diploma, and then you entered the workforce, and, and, and you were fine. And you could get a good-paying job and raise a family on the income you earned. But enter the government. Oh, now college is a right. Everyone needs to go to college, have some Pell Grants, have some subsidized student loans. Now everyone's going to college. Now a high school diploma is worthless. In fact, an associate's degree is worthless. In some cases, a bachelor's degree is worthless. You need a bachelor's degree just to get the certificates to get your job. And then soon a master's degree will be worthless. And then a doctor, like, you'll see, like, you'll need a PhD to work at McDonald's. And the worst part is, even if it was free, you're talking like, again, back in the day when you graduated high school, you had what is the equivalent of a master's degree today. The, the education you used to get in high school was as good as someone graduating with a master's degree. And they did it, but before they were 18. Now you're going to have to be in school until your late 20s to get the same education. So you know what, and, What's up? No, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll wait till you finish. Right. So there's so many negative consequences for this. The, the main one that I could just think of off the top of my head is basically you're prolonging adolescence. But biology doesn't give a shit about, you know, what kind of... Uh, the, biology doesn't give a shit. So a woman's fertility window starts at about 16 until, like, her 30s. About 35, 40. It gets progressively harder to have a baby once she turns 30, and then, you know, she becomes menopausal later. But... Her primary, her, her prime fertility window, the, the best time to have babies, is in her late teens and early 20s. That's when she has the best chance of having a healthy, healthy baby. If you extend college, if you extend adolescence to the mid-20s because you've made college free and now everybody needs to be a PhD to work at McDonald's, all these women are going to be move, li missing out on their entire fertility window. They're going to be in school. And by the time they get out of school, they're already going to be 30. So your society will die. You will not have a society. Um, if you're going to do something like that, you need to get women out of, out of school. But the, the problem is the government, because when the government took over education, they destroyed the standard. There, is no, there are no standards. Like, okay, ask yourself this. Think about this. When you were a kid, when you were in school, how many people were flunked and kicked out of school for bad grades? Did you kid, know? Were... Did you know any? 
that were actually kicked out for bad grades, not for lack of attendance or, or crime or whatever, but for, for failing classes. Did they actually have to repeat the class or were they just passed on? Yeah, a lot of them were, I mean, there, I was, to, for me, it was around the time when they start, started to stop doing that. They, they started making them repeat the same grade. And a lot of times now, I mean, even back then, they started to just pass them on just to just get rid of them. Yeah. Because, you know, they and, and that's like, so right. So when you again, because it's free, the government's running it. So when you pass on a student who failed, who doesn't know shit, like there was a, uh, a documentary about a kid in high school who couldn't read. And yet he was a 10th grader. He went to 10th grade and didn't know how to read. How in the fuck do you get to 10th grade and not know how to read? There's no way he should have been in 10th grade. But the, the system kept passing him along just to get him out. Like, I don't want to deal with this piece of shit. Pass him along, pass him along. And that is why a high school diploma is meaningless and worthless. You might as well wipe your ass with it. It's worthless. Exactly. High school, and like, graduating high school is no more significant than graduating elementary school. Because you immediately go from elementary school to middle school to high school. Now you go from high school to college. And it just it's just endless school. And the education keeps going down. And the, the only reason why college is even worth a shit is because it's not free. Because not everyone goes to college. The second right. everyone goes to college, it becomes high school. And the and standards absolutely- shit... And then you're going to have to create super college. So right, all, a, a college, so you're going to be a doctor, and it's going to be worthless. And you're going to have to go to super college to actually learn something useful. And again, by that point, you're in your mid-30s, and the women's, their fertility window is over. Any woman who actually stuck a, like stayed around, her, she's infertile. So you, if your goal is to, inf- to make Western women completely infertile, have them miss their entire fertility window... Yes, free college. That's exactly yeah. what that will do. Exactly, no, okay. because that's... No, go ahead. Right. Oh, well, I'm, I'm about to segue, so go ahead and make your point before I segue. Okay, you, you make a lot of good points here, uh, especially when it comes to prolonged adolescence. Now, I learned when I was in school uh, that there was a time where students... Um, the, uh, the school went up to eighth grade, if I remember correctly. And I used to think, wow, why is that? And I mean, you in, and what you said makes perfect sense, especially when it comes to prolonging adolescence, because back then you, you noticed that 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 students took school more seriously because it wasn't a right. It wasn't something that was just given to them. Somebody had to work for it just and because it, the whole thing goes back to the saying that there's no such thing as a free lunch. Now, right. I know the difference between private and public school because I went to a private school and the education I was getting at the private school was much, much better, especially when it came to math and stuff like that. I noticed that the math that I was being taught at the private school was actually much more advanced than the math I was being taught at the public school at the same grade. And they, and they, not only did they know that, but they also took time to catch me up on, on the math that I was not taught in those grades. And they brought me up to speed, or at least they tried my best to bring me up to speed into those, um, into that grade level, so that I could actually function and be prepared for the real world. Because you no, know, the, the the teachers that I had, they actually cared. At, but at the time, I didn't appreciate it because you now I'm a dumb kid and I just just didn't appreciate school at all. I hated school. But yeah, it was actually a lot better. And if I were ever, if I ever had kids, which I'm not exactly thrilled about, 
I would definitely put them in private school as opposed to public school because not only do I want them to have a better education, but I want them to actually, I, w- I don't want them to be subject to a lot of the public school's garbage. But mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, public, I mean, private schools aren't exactly well perfect either. I can't imagine that all of you would want to send your kids to like a, like a Catholic school, um, especially if you're not Catholic. But the schools that, that I went to were so bad that, that a lot of people put their kids in the private Catholic schools and this and the Catholic school, um, that the the best school that actually was there was full. And my dad was not happy knowing that that I he could not get me into that school because he, he hated the public schools. So yeah, I kind of forgot what else I was going to talk about, but yeah, you, you're absolutely right here. Okay, let me let me now segue. So, like before we talk about free education and all the damage it will do, I want you. For all you people, like, let's discuss another thing people want for free health care. Everyone's like, America is the only developed country that doesn't have free health care, and that's a shame. You, every, they need free health care, free health care, free health care. All right, for those of you who think free health care is going to be great, look into the VA. The VA is what free health care actually looks like. It, it's not like, here's what you think. What you think healthcare, free health care is, is you get all the health care you have now. The health care you're paying for with your insurance premiums, you get that health care, but for free. Oh, no, no, no. No, you don't get to keep the good health care that you currently enjoy, but now it's free. You get the VA. And the VA, for those of you who don't know who, who live outside the United States, it stands for Veterans Affairs. And it's basically free health care for veterans, and it is shit. It is fucking shit. Like, it is horrible. I, I went there one time. I went to the VA to get my VA card because you get, like, veterans benefits at certain restaurants, and I never went back. I would rather, I don't, I, no, I'd rather go to I, anywhere but the VA. The VA is horrible. In fact, even when I was in the military, I would take my TRICARE card, and I'd go out in town and go to a, a private hospital rather than go on the hospital on the base. Let me tell you what happens on the military bases at these hospitals. You're going to be there for eight hours just to get an appointment, and all they're going to do is give you Motrin and tell you to hydrate. It's a fucking, it's a joke. And that's what free healthcare looks like. It's a fucking joke. All they want to do is keep the line moving because you're not paying them. So for so the same thing with healthcare, anything, anything you want to make free, you're just going to destroy it. You're going to destroy it. So you think free healthcare is great because you're young and you don't use it. You, how Like, when's the last time you went to the doctor? It probably hasn't even been, you've probably been years since you went to the doctor. But you pay those insurance premiums. So you're thinking, oh man, I really, I really like to not have to pay these insurance premiums. It sure would be swell if the if the healthcare were free. So I would save all this money, and that's great because you're young and healthy and you don't use healthcare. But go talk to someone who's old and sick, or talk to a family with a kid with special needs. How expensive that is! Like those people will be cut off, and like. You're basically not thinking ahead. You're thinking because you're young and healthy that free healthcare because it benefits you now that it's a better system. Because look at the people who says they want free healthcare. Look at any like leftist rally. It's all young people. These young healthy people like yeah, free healthcare, free college because they don't know fucking shit about shit. Yep. And then when they suffer the consequences, and then what's really stupid is while Venezuela is happening right now. Like, we have a real-time example of what happens when you do exactly what the left is trying to do. 
they're like living in this revisionist fantasy. We're like, oh no, it, that the United States did that to Venezuela. It wasn't the economic policies of Chavez nationalizing all the industries and creating all these welfare programs. Oh no, that wasn't it. It was the United States that did that. So it's like you can't fix stupid. It's like you know what it's like. Um, there's a story from World, not World War One, but okay. Wait, you know how the British when they went into Africa and they were setting up colonies and whatnot. So in Africa, there was this tribe that would charge the gun nests and their witch doctor would put paint on them. And it, it they told the warriors that it made them bulletproof. And even though they were seeing all the other warriors being cut down one after the other, they still believed in the power of this paint that the witch doctor put on them. because And they thought that the, all these other men that were shot, they just didn't believe or, or whatever. And then when they got shot, and it turns out the paint didn't make them bulletproof, they were genuinely shocked. So it doesn't matter. Like, these people with their ghost paint, and they think that it makes them bulletproof, they think that their socialism will somehow work. And it doesn't matter how many times you point out all the other times it's failed. They just, they don't want to believe that their their ideology doesn't work. Because they want that free shit so badly. They can taste it. They can taste the free shit. They just, they will not be denied. Anyway, all right. Uh, we'll take a break from banana questions. We will take our first call. So we will turn on the phone line. The call-in number is on the screen. It's a star six seven. That, is, that will hide your number so you don't dox yourself. Very important. And then 307-466-0078. And uh, while we're waiting for our first caller, we will... Um, go ahead and uh, there's another question about education. What is your opinion on privatization of education? Would this encourage students to compete as it's not free anymore? I know you've made a video about public schooling and how it's used to create standard citizenry and not artists, but I'd still like to know how this would work out. Yeah, private private education. In fact, there's really only three things the government needs to actually run. The army or the military in general. The courts and the police. Other than that, the government needs to fuck off. Millennials want free stuff until they start working and realize that taxes oh. have to be raised, which negatively affects their quality of life. Yeah, right. So it's there's a saying where if you, I know I've been hung, I've been hanging up on callers because of the Celestina question. Sorry. Uh, yeah, th there's a saying that if you don't vote for the left in your twenties, you have no heart. And if you don't for don't vote for, for the right in your thirties, you have no brain. So when you're first when you're young and idealistic. You want to believe. I know this is getting off topic, but I took a statistics class, am trying to get into business, and was willing to retake the class so that I could learn what I needed to. The teacher still passed me with class curvature and dropped assignments. WDF. Damn. Yeah, it, look, I've, I've seen it. Like, this whole grading on a curve, and they've also de-emphasized testing, and they're emphasizing things like homework class uh class participation like st dumb shit like so there are people who can pass a class and not know shit but because they were so courteous in class and because they they participated and they they had a good attendance they actually passed the class and it's disgusting you're not school used to be about preparing you for the real world and now it, all it is is because it's free and the government runs it we have to keep lowering the standard because people will complain because when you yep. can't, if you can't kick people out, if you can't kick the stupid people out, what can you do other than lower the standard? And then you have to create extended schooling. 
So it's inevitable. So if school becomes, if college becomes high school, then we'll have to create another degree of college. Some kind of doctor won't be enough anymore. And as, as the government keeps taking that over, we have to keep doing it until we spend our entire life in school. And it, I mean, it, it'll, it'll end before that because no one will have kids and uh, we'll all be taken over by Islam. But, uh, you know, yeah, that's where that ends. Anyway, sorry. Let me turn the sky. Okay, so I'm trying to take a call. I, 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 I want to answer the Celestina question, so I turned Skype off. But I turned Skype back on. I apologize for the people who are calling in. But, you know, when there's a Celestina question, I want to answer it. Okay, we have our first caller. All right. Uh, give me a second. Go ahead and mute the stream. Let me add uh, Shogun. And there he is. All right. And... And... Thinking about it. All right. Welcome to the Turd Flingy Monkey Show. Oh. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you, TFM? Better than I deserve. How can I help you? Uh, I just wanted to call in. I know you guys are doing the call-in show. I just uh, had like a few topics I wanted to talk with you guys about. All right. Um, I go by Juanito. That's not my real name, but I'm just representing my Mexican Big Tao Hermanos. Uh, okay. Um, oh, I just... Um, I just wanted to talk about like things that have been happening kind of like outside of the manosphere, but still have to deal with like the issues that we face. Um, I don't know if you've covered it, but like the, uh, the issue, the issue with the Vic Mignogna case, you know, the voice actor. Yeah. No, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Right. Right. So the thing about Vic, he was the voice actor for Broly in the new Dragon Ball Z super movie. Uh, the, basically, he was, right. false, he was falsely accused. The SJW circled the wagons. Um, he got fired from his job. He's been thrown under the bus. Um, now information is coming out that it was all bullshit, um, all that stuff like that. Hey, can you stop breathing into your phone? Can you just like tilt the phone a little bit away from your mouth? Because I can hear your breathing. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, um, so I've already covered this. I've been covering this for over a year, like with Harvey Weinstein and all the Me Too people. I made the, uh, the social media rape accusation flowchart. So everything that I would say about the whole Kick Vic controversy, I've already said a dozen times about Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby. It's like I've said everything needs to be said. It's kind of like the way people send me articles about teachers raping kids. And I just like I've said everything that needs to be said. Yes, it's another female teacher raping an underage boy. What do you want me to say? I've said everything that I can mm -hmm. say about this. It's just another case of the same shit happening. So I fully support Vic. I, he, like, he didn't do nothing. And the way I know he didn't do nothing is because the bitch accused him on social media. If you accuse someone on social media, you are lying. Right. I know you're lying. Where's the police report? Oh, there isn't one? Fuck you. You're lying. And if everyone has that attitude... We have no problem. But when people know they can just make a false accusation, no police report, destroy someone's career. And like now people who are trying to point out the inconsistencies in the story and the, the, the counterfacts, they're being kicked off of platform. They're being deplatformed and being attacked and doxxed. It's like over a fault. Basically, for some reason, this false rape accuser is the hill these SJWs want to die on. And I guess because it, this allows them to break into anime, they want they want like this whole Dragon Ball Z voice actor thing to be like their foot in the door to do to anime what they've done to gaming, what they've done to 
comic book movies, you know, like everything. They want this to be the new the new notch in their belt, another male space, not even a male space, just a pop culture space, another pop culture space they can infect with their poison. But here's the dumb thing, right. the, whole, the whole fucking retarded thing. These are English voice actors who dub over Japanese cartoons, and the Japanese don't give a fucking shit about feminism and social justice. So even right, if you win, I, like... I don't know if yeah, well, hold on, hold on, like, hold on. Let me just finish. Um, let me finish. Those, let me finish my last. Oh, my, sorry, my, my, my point is, even if the SJW somehow infect the voice actor community, who fucking cares? The English dub people just watch it subbed. No one fucking cares about English voice actors. It's so stupid. Like you're not going to affect anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm done. So, what was your next thing? Right. Well. Well, just adding to what you were saying, like they, um, I mean, obviously, like there are some people that still watch dubbed, and I don't know if you were uh, uh, kept up with the accuser, the one that's accusing him. Um, she actually, like, she was, um, she was actually writing in her own lines in her own scripts, like instead of just you know translating it and then kind of making it make sense in English uh, for a few topics like Gamergate and stuff. She was like slipping stupid yeah. shit like that in. What, an SJW being dishonest and pushing her politics? What? That's never (laughs) happened before. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I just, the only reason I wanted to bring it up is because, yeah, I I know that you've covered it because I I usually watch uh, most of, like, the 420 show. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know that you've covered, like, a similar topic, especially with Harvey Weinstein and all that. I think it's just, like, it's crazy because it's, escalating to where they're even even like it's not even like rape or like prostitution or anything like this guy was just hugging his fans well right so like there's... like they would ask him to like to like be affectionate like kiss them or something and then and they would take a, a picture and that's it like and this guy's like a christian guy you know he's married he's like this, yeah, but... this is uh, like th- this guy's getting accused you know it's ridiculous Right, so the two reasons I didn't cover this is, one, I've covered it a dozen times before, but also so many other channels were already covering it. Raging Gold Eagle was covering mm-hmm. it, Appa Ben was covering it, Yellow Flash was covering it. Like, they had that shit down on lock. Oh, yeah. So, like, I didn't right. have anything new. First of all, I didn't have anything new to say in general, and I really wasn't an expert in the topic. So it's just like, well, you, you know, I, the 420 show is about covering the articles no one else will. So we talk about things that you're not going to hear on other people, on, you know, a lot of these more mainstream channels. That's why I cover them. So the whole Kick Vic thing, if I feel like it's already being covered sufficiently by other YouTubers, I'll just, I'll let them say what they say and leave it at that. That's, that's not, not because I, I support Vic. Yeah, Vic didn't do nothing, obviously. Uh, it, any bitch who makes an accusation on social media is full of shit. So, but uh, all these other channels already have this shit locked down. So I didn't have anything new or interesting or original that I haven't already said a dozen times to add to the conversation. So there were other topics that I felt required attention more. But I don't want that. Just because I don't cover a topic doesn't mean I'm unaware of it. And it doesn't mean, like, if you know me and you're familiar with my content, you should probably kind of guess where I would stand on the Mm -hmm. Kick Vic issue, obviously. But, you know, I just right. didn't feel like and, I and needed to weigh did, in. Yeah, even though I, I didn't, like, hear you guys, like, bring it up, uh, like, you, yourself, like, I, I was, you know, kind of, like, preaching the gospel. Like, that's the first thing that I was telling people in, like, on, like, Twitter and, like, on the, um, 
on YouTube and all that, you know, that, that's, that's what I was saying. Like I was, I was out there like the first person like, Hey, where's the police report? You know? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's, like, it's funny. Now it's the, a, the one thing accusation. Yeah. Right. So now that I guess now that it's affecting yeah. anime, now we're going to get all the, uh-huh. now, now other people, Oh shit, this is a big problem. So when it was, you know, Hollywood directors and uh beloved 80s sitcom dads, who gives a shit? Right. But oh god, not mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z English dub voice actors. Now this affects my hobby. Whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. eventually like I said this crazy train has no brakes. It's going to affect infect everything. So honestly, I'm glad that it's starting to wake people up to what Me Too is about and how it's complete bullshit. Now that it's affecting something that they're interested in, now that it's affecting a community that they're involved in. Great. But again, it, it's already being covered. So I was like, okay, I kind of you know, I've I've already said everything I'm going to say, so I'm just going to move right. on. Right? People, yeah, people won't people won't care about it until it's like affecting them and like it's something, you know, like you said that right. they care about. Um, I did want to kind of like bring up something because I I was watching a show, I think it was like a month ago or so, where you All were right. like you're saying that you couldn't get into anime because a lot of the heroes are like you know it's like your typical. Yeah. You know, there's like a ten year old boy and well, it's like I, in high I, school or something. I, I get well it's yeah. not it's not it's not old like young kids the in high school. Like the the protagonist of well, I didn't know if you would even call him a protagonist. The main character of Death Note is in high school, but he's not a whiny right. fucking bitch. Like <laughs> that's the problem. It's not you can have a high school based anime where the, the, the male character isn't a whiny emo fucking bitch that like you know, he's all blubbering and, you know, whatever. And the, the thing that pisses me off is it's not just that the, ma- the the male protagonist is a whiny bitch. They make the female protagonist the badass. Now, I get at there was probably a time when that was subversive. Like, oh, we're subverting the gender roles. We're making the female the badass and we're making the male the whiny bitch. Aren't we subversive? But now it's subversive mm-hmm. if you don't do that. Like every anime, it's like right. when everybody's subversing the when everybody's subverting the expectation, the gender roles, then that simply becomes a trope. It's a played out, tired trope. Mm-hmm. Like when you see a little girl beating up a man twice her size, it might have been shocking like ten years ago or twenty years ago when that was rare. But when that's the norm, to actually have a like my favorite animes are Cowboy Bebop, Berserk. You know, animes where you have a nuanced, strong, masculine male protagonist. And, like, what do I... Most animes... Like, I I watched Overlord. I liked Overlord. Even though it was an isekai. Mm -hmm. But generally... Yeah, right. The one... And this this didn't start... This isn't a recent thing. Because I remember Neon Genesis Evangelion. Same shit. I hated that show. And I got tricked into buying the box set on a recommendation of a friend. And I watched it. I fucking, like... I couldn't stand the main character. Because he's such a whiny bitch. And yeah, I know there are, there are whiny bitch like teenage boys. I know like not all teenage boys are masculine, but it's like I just don't want to watch that shit. I, I'm fine watching an, an, a show or an anime about high school, but I it's kind of like how people like uh, SJWs they want a character they can relate to. You know, they want like, oh no, we need black female superheroes who are left handed and half Eskimo because I need a character I can relate to. Well. As someone who's not a whiny bitch, I would like, if I'm going to get into a particular genre, I would like something, I don't necessarily need them to look like me, but I need them to be relatable. And I just can't relate to a whiny bitch kid that just fucking cries all the time because his mommy didn't hug him and shit like that. 
So like I like yeah. I like Spike it, yeah, it, guts. That's, I like that's pretty much like if you have a good character, you can relate to them no matter what. Even if they're like, even if it's a woman, even if it's like somebody of a different race or anything, that's really, you know, a clear cut of like a bad character. You know, it, and it doesn't that's, have that's to be. That's they want to appeal to, I guess. But and, yeah. and it doesn't have to. No, but it doesn't have to be like a mature, edgy anime for adults either. Like you look at some of these an- like fucking Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh wasn't a whiny bitch. Like right. that's that was basically a commercial. That was a thirty-minute commercial for a card game, and yet that guy was he was masculine. Like he was objectively masculine. So I'm not asking for um, you know guns and drugs and murder and rape. I'm not asking for that kind of shit. I just want male protagonists that aren't fucking soy-ridden like pieces of shit. Like if if you were trying to uh, like take that concept to a Western audience, you'd have some you know pink hat wearing you know pirate mustache guy with ironic glasses soy boy male feminist that's the equivalent of the average anime protagonist and i just don't care like even if it's a good story like i uh i watch re-zero because i made a deal with a guy on my discord server and there was a there was a character who uh i don't remember his name He's an older guy. He had a wife who was like a, a swordsman, even though she was a woman. And she died from this giant whale killed her. And like that guy was an interesting character. I would have been far more interested in the show if he was the main character. He was just some random old guy. But they told like his backstory was told in like two or three episodes. And his backstory was far more interesting than Subaru, the tracksuit wearing retard who acts like a whiny bitch all the time. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't not, I couldn't care about that character any less. But like the old man with the story about how he was young and his wife got eaten by a whale, like some kind of anime Pinocchio, like that was interesting. And I actually cared about his character and he wasn't a whiny bitch. So it's like these characters exist, but like you can have the whiny bitch comic relief character. That's fine. Have that whiny bitch be the comic relief character. Don't make him the main character. You know, you know what reminds me of? You ever see the show Planet Sheen? Oh, yes. Right. Uh, (laughs) Most of you have probably tried to suppress the memories of Planet Sheen. So if you're not familiar with Planet Sheen, there was a show (laughs) on Nickelodeon called Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. And Sheen was the stupid, idiot, comic relief sidekick character. And they decided to give him his own show. And it was horrible. That's what modern anime is. They took the goofy sidekick comic relief character and they made him the, the main character of most modern animes... And it's shit. It's like Planet Sheen mm. over and over again. Right, Planet Sheen. Yeah, you you take like the person that's not supposed to be the main character. You put them in the main role. It just make yeah. any, doesn't make any sense. Um, what I did want to like kind of mention is that I, I am glad that there is. You, you said that at one point in time they would make like the girls the the badass, and that was like you know, that was progressive or that was like a new thing for people. Well, now we're kind of like, they are kind of bringing it back. Uh, there's three animes that are like really good now that you, that they do have, you know, they don't have like some little twink looking guy, right. you know, that cries all the time. Uh, people like Goblin Slayer, uh, Shield Hero. There's also one that's a remake of an uh, anime from the 50s called Dororo. And it's, um, and th- those have main characters that are masculine, you know, they, um, 
they you know they 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 fight and they're not just like whiny little bitches but they and this and it also has a good story so i, I think like i'm I'm glad to see that this resurgence is coming into anime i just hope it doesn't get affected by you know like western influences everything goes in cycles yeah. everything everything goes in cycles you look at music you know you have these cycles of different musical genres fashion kind of goes in cycles uh media goes in cycles for some reason and you know what it is? If you look at pop culture, there have been actual like documentaries about this. Uh, the 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 pop culture movies will reflect whatever the anxieties are of the time. So during communism, like during the during like the Cold War, you saw a lot of zombie movies, and because uh, the zombie, all these zombie movies were made during the Red Scare because the zombie was the the embodiment of the the cultural fear of communism. And then during the, then you saw there were a lot of disaster movies in like the 90s because of uh, the dot-com bubble and everything like that. Or not the dot-com bubble. That was 2001. But yeah, you see like movies tend to reflect the cultural kind of paradigm of the day. So during the, during the Cold War, certain movies were popular. Certain movies were made. Certain genres were popular. In fact, I was watching a YouTube video a while about, about mecha anime. Mech anime was very popular during a certain time, and it became less and less popular over time because the culture changed. So I think all this female empowerment, is, it's basically due to th um, third-wave feminism and some degree uh, intersectional feminism. But, yeah, it's bullshit. And, and when companies start going bankrupt, which is happening, the whole get woke, go broke... We're going to look back on this era of female empowerment and all this bullshit, and people are going to be like, what the fuck were they thinking? It's going to be like New Coke. Like New Coke and the fucking mm -hmm. all-female Ghostbusters are going to be taught together as really bad ideas. But we're, like, living through this era of female subversion. And the thing is, uh, there was a guy who made a... I can't remember his name, so I can't plug the video. But he was talking about how there have been female protagonists before, but they were feminine. You look at Ripley from Aliens, or you look at um, uh, Galadriel from the Lord of the Rings movies. She was very, they're very powerful women, good role models, but they were feminine. This new crop of feminist icons are, they're not promoting femininity or even strong femininity. They're trying to appropriate masculinity. They're trying to make masculinity a female trait. They're, they're showing these strong female characters that are literally just men. Like you look at Rey. There's nothing... What is feminine about Rey? There's nothing feminine about... She doesn't do anything feminine. If that role was played by a man, every single line, every single scene could have played the exact same way and nothing would have been... Nothing would have seemed off. Like, when you see a, a man playing a role written for a woman or vice versa, it just feels weird. Like, they're not acting correctly if they're written right. But when you have a Mary Sue female character that's appropriating masculinity, it's very obvious that this this isn't a female. But for some reason, feminism, I think they just settled on the fact that masculinity is power, and so they want power. So I think that by appropriating masculinity, they can somehow take power from men. But it's like a child putting on their father's like little work shirt and walking around in his shoes. Like, look, Daddy, I'm going to work. And it's like... Hush, 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 hush. Okay, I guess people are calling for a flush. But okay, anyway, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> anyways, was there anything else you wanted to okay, talk about? Well, um, I did... Uh, oh, I mean, I just wanted to kind of talk about that. I know you hadn't covered it or anything, like the, the whole anime gate and, like, 
how we're trying to put more like masculine characters and all that. I did want to talk about something else. Um, it's about kind of like about the manosphere, about like the uh, like the recent drama or the kind of like the the beef that's been going on in MGTOW with um, Chronic and like I, I don't know what the other guy's name is, but you know, basically oh, just like care. infiltrators and all that. Right. Um, okay. I don't care. I, I don't care. About, having, I don't care um, about. Oh, look. I don't care about the drama. Look. Okay. So here's. I, I will wrap up everything you're about to say with this quote. Very boring minutes later. Oh my God, Shogun, stop! Or I'm not going to invite you on the phone calls anymore. Um, look, great minds talk about ideas. Mediocre minds talk about events. Small minds talk about people. So, like, oh, I my oh, time is val my time is valuable, and there's there's just more important things to do. There are plenty of of channels, MGTOW and otherwise, that all they do is feed on drama. And they want to play a big circle jerk of response videos and make response videos to each other and start a big drama. I don't fucking care. I have more important things to right. do with my time. Right, and and I don't mean to make you think that like I'm trying to waste your time or like try to talk about the drama or anything. Right. This is more something that's kind of leading out of it because I see. I don't know if it's just like chronic or like other people, but I noticed a lot of people that they're like, you know, I I don't. Um, if this is like what the community is going to be like, just this drama back and forth, like, I don't want to be a MGTOW. I don't want to be like in the, and, and I just kind of wanted to talk about, cause I'm having trouble following, uh, I'm relatively new to MGTOW. Like, um, I'm having trouble following, like I've heard earlier videos of yours where you're saying that MGTOW is not a, like a club or like a movement or anything, mm -hmm. but some people kind of take it as they will. Like, Oh, it's a, right. it's well, a move. Those it's people, a movement or right. It's a well, there are people who want to turn MGTOW into what... Okay, so there's... The reason why these infiltrators are in MGTOW, and I've talked, I've done videos about this, is their their movement failed. You had a lot of these MRA refugees because men's rights basically dissolved in on itself. So a lot of MRAs joined MGTOW. You had a lot of PUAs because Me Too destroyed PUA. They so, But they never stopped being who they were. And they didn't actually, like... They didn't actually renounce their old ways. They just came into MGTOW, and they're trying to restart their own failed little group within MGTOW. They're trying to, like, rebuild their strength. So their their movement failed, so they're going to try to come into MGTOW and rebuild their strength. And they're so easy to spot. I mean, I did a video talking about it. I've called out a few of them, I, but I just don't give a shit anymore. Everything I've said has already been said. Yeah, are there POA refugees in MGTOW? Yes. They're fucking easy as shit to spot. They're so easy to spot. And how do you deal with PUA mm -hmm. refugees? Ignore them. Like, don't feed the drama. Like, they're, they want to start all this drama shit. Um, like, here's how I deal with drama. If someone... Now, if someone just attacks me, I don't fucking care. Um, but if you do something... Like, if you attack MGTOW philosophy, and I do a response video, I will just crush you as quickly and as efficiently as possible, and then I'm done. And then I move on. I don't fucking, like... I'm not going to do, like, a big six-part special where I go back and forth and we have a, we have our little tiffs and then we do a live stream debate. You're not worth my fucking time. You're shit underneath my foot. And so I'm going to wipe... I'm going to wipe you off on my fucking doormat. I'm going to move on with my day. And so if you don't like right, the drama... That's, exa that's exactly so, what they want, so, yeah. So, it, so if, you, if you are like, oh, Big Tao is all about the drama. No, there are some channels within MGTOW. Just like there's channels in any community that all they do is start and feed on drama. Stop watching those channels. The reason why they start drama is because it brings in clicks. They're try and first of all, if you're in MGTOW trying to make money, you're stupid. MGTOW is considered a hate group. Most MGTOW channels mm. are completely demonetized. If you're if you're trying to get money, you're stupid. 
do literally anything else if you actually come into YouTube to make money. And if you're just trying to start drama for attention, you're a woman. If exactly. You're gonna, There's much better ways to make money. Yeah, if you're going to make YouTube content, do it for the right reasons. I was thinking of writing a dystopian uh -huh. novel about a matriarchy where women rule and men are considered property. Everyone is born through artificial wombs and men comprise 85% of the population, since they do all the work. Any thoughts? But why would... Uh, well, okay, so the only way that would work is if um, the species was sexually dimorphic in favor of the women, similar to spotted hyenas. In spotted hyenas, the woman is bigger and stronger than the male. But the funny thing is, in spotted hyenas, the women act just like men in patriarchal societies. So what you'd have in this matriarchal society, where women are bigger and stronger than the men, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to answer a question here. But what you would have in the this matriarchal society is it would literally be a patriarchal society but with the genders reversed. So the women would be bigger and stronger than the men. And then they, but they, so they would be in charge because they're bigger and stronger and they would act like men. So it would just be the same thing, except the women, like basically imagine a world that's just like a patriarchal society, except the men have vaginas and the women have penises. And that's what that would look like. But it would otherwise be indistinguishable unless you pulled their pants down and saw that their genitals were swapped. Um, it would be no different than anything else. Now, if you want to create a society that's matriarchal, where women are weaker than men, men would just rise up and take over, like, in an instant. They wouldn't tolerate that shit for a second. Especially if there were artificial wombs. Like, they would just, like... Uh, like, imagine in like imagine being a, a black slave in the antebellum South, where, like... Imagine instead of being 15% of the population, you were 90% of the population. Like the black, the, the white slavers, like you outnumbered them 100 to 1. That would not end well for the white slavers. They would get their shit pushed in so quickly. The reason why the slave trade existed was because the population was kept relatively small to, so that it could be controlled. That you ha There's no other way to do it. You can't control bigger, stronger people than you if they outnumber you. That just will not happen. Look at South Africa. That's what happened with apartheid. Uh, you know, the, the white uh, co colonialist or whatever it's called, colonists, they tried to control the, the black population and they just started a communist revolution and overthrew the government. And now they're hunting them down. That's what happens. So, yeah, if you want to make a sci-fi novel about that, it would literally just be the regular patriarchal system, but with the genitals swapped. Otherwise, it would just turn into South, South Africa. Anyway, okay, so caller, was there anything else you want to talk about before I let you go? Because we, we've covered a lot and we uh, have other yeah, callers I, to get to. Yes, I, I understand. You, know, you have other callers that probably want to call in and give their mm -hmm. take. Um, I just wanted to kind of leave off something because I've never been like in a community kind of like this where there's people with different you know, ideologies and political backgrounds. And like you said, Mingtao is itself apolitical and mm -hmm. all that. Um, I just kind of wanted to say to those who are kind of like on the fence, because I'm definitely not, you know, I consider myself a, a Mingtao. Uh, but what, what I just wanted to kind of like, like tell people out there is that, um, you know, you don't have to carry the label or whatever, you know, it's if, because I see the kind of people that are in this community, we don't have to agree on everything. But you can kind of pick and choose like what you want to take from it. And as long as you're kind of going on your own path, your own way, you know, that's the most important thing. Right. You know, don't get caught up in like the movement. It's not a war. It's not like a, 
Well, know, it's if, about survival if, now. If but. you're trying to join the club so you can get the ring and the hat and the t-shirt, you're <laughs> stupid. Yeah, you watch the content, you adapt <laughs> and it the to... Card and the... <laughs> yeah, you, you adapt the philosophy to yourself. And, you know, your, your MGTOW is going to be personalized to your self-actualization. So everyone's going to be slightly different, and that's okay. And you just take what you need, and you move on, and you live your life, and you be awesome. Like, you don't need to, like, there, there's, there's not going to be unity in MGTOW on anything. So just put that put that aside. You're not going to turn MGTOW into some kind of political force. If you're trying to, like, look, I, I'm a libertarian. I have political beliefs, and I talk about my politics sometimes. But that's not MGTOW. That's just my personal political beliefs. So don't confuse, like, my personal politics with MGTOW or, or anything. I have my beliefs. You have your beliefs. We can agree on what we agree with. We can disagree on what we don't don't agree with. We can try to convince each other, or we can just agree to disagree and still benefit from each other from what we do agree with. And that's really all there is. But anyway, thank you for calling Absolutely. in. So take care. All right, next caller. All right, give me a second to add uh, Shogun to the call. All right. All right. And it's connecting. And it's connect. Okay, welcome to the show. Hello. 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 Is this Shogun? Yes, um, TFM and Shogun is here. How are you? I'm doing good. I just paused the stream. Um, I just wanted to call in and share um, a bit of my red pill story. All right. All right. Well, um, well, it started several years ago, and I, I found out that I was like kind of a MGTOW way before I even knew about the MGTOW movement and was pleasantly surprised to find out about it. Um, and I came across uh, TFM's channel, like back in 2015, and um, I think his your channel's just improved since then. I enjoy watching it all the time. Um, but let's see. Uh, I guess like uh, my red pill story began um, as a kid uh, being raised by a single divorced. A serial adopter of ten different kids, and uh, she like trying later, to wait. wait just, was, she, was she trying to catch them all or something? Yeah, yeah, like Pokemon, just like that. Only, only she'd be like one of those trainers that neglects and abuses her Pokemon, like uh, so like Team Rocket animals or something. So she was yeah, like, like the, she was Rocket. the Team Rocket of Pokemon trainers, except she was collecting adopted children. Yeah, yeah, like that, and then running from state to state too, like across state lines. Oh uh, well, Team Rocket's blasting off again, I guess. Right. All right. Um, so, so when did you escape Team Rocket? Um, when I was a teenager, I just decided I was done. Um, I mean, she was a totalitarian, mm -hmm. um, and was uh, very neglectful and um, physically abusive when I was a little kid, um, especially to my older oh. adopted brothers. Um, but, yeah, oh. I guess that just um, boiled down into me having enough, and I, I ran away. Right. And, and started living with some friends as a teenager. 
eventually uh, ended up meeting a girl and uh, got engaged shortly after having a relationship with her for about a year. And, and you know, that relationship just, you know, like all relationships end up having their problems and breaking apart and everything. And the circumstances which that relationship broke apart, I just didn't understand what was what was wrong, like what was wrong with me or what was wrong with our situation. Just being raised by a, a liberal feminist uh, crazy person and being in a liberal um, society. Mm-hmm. All right, so what happened to your fiancé? Did she cheat on you? That's what I think ended up happening. Um, okay. We, like, just ended up Wait. having bed death in our relationship. Uh, okay. So, like, so, you know, we had, we had crazy good intimacy between the two of how, us. Wait, how old were you? How old were you when you were engaged? Um, 19. Both of you were 19? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was probably still, you know, having her fun. All right, so was that your red pill? So you ran away from your abusive Pokemon trainer of a mother... Then you got engaged, and then your girlfriend basically cut off the sex. But yeah, a 19-year-old, yeah, she's like, if you're like an older guy and you're dating like a menopausal woman, yeah, sometimes when the hormones get cut off after menopause, the sex, like the literal, her sex drive completely goes away. But a 19-year-old girl, especially if she had a, a, a good sex drive at the beginning of the relationship, and then she just completely cuts you off, yeah, she was cheating on you. Uh, I'll bet yeah, money. Yeah, more than more than likely that's that's what i'm thinking mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't even figure it out i mean right. i ended up deciding to break the relationship off right okay. after that happened i was like what the hell is happening so well, as as just, someone here's the thing as someone who's been cheated on many times if there comes a point where you start to suspect you're being cheated on you're being cheated on like when she starts right. to, when she starts to act weird and you're like i think she's cheating on me like your your instincts are correct when you start to think you're being yeah, cheated on, it's like, <laughs> ah, yeah. yes, I know this feeling. Yeah, you gotta yeah. listen. Yeah, it's really true because it happened to me also. Because I noticed my ex, she wouldn't spend time with me, but would spend time with everyone else. And, you know, she was very evasive, always acting shady, and yet would complain that I never took her anywhere. So, yeah, yeah. when stuff like that happens, yes, it's time to, you know, GTFO and DTB. All right, so, well, what, that's what, so, I did. so what was your next, um, what was your next and, red pill and, I milestone? Mean, then she asked me to get back together with her, like, maybe a couple of weeks later, and I was, I was stupid enough and not oh, red-pilled no. at the time and, you know, got back together with her, mm. tried to make the relationship work, and it just ended, you know, worse. Exactly this, it, it so ends exactly then, the same way that it did just, the first time. Yeah, once a cheat, always a cheat. Just All right. remember okay, that. Okay, so was there any oh, was there right. any other red pill moments, or was, was that kind of it? Um, no, no, I, I got engaged. Um, a, Another girl? Like, three years later. Oh. I got engaged three years later to somebody okay. else. And All right. That was after, like, uh, getting into PUA, because PUA became oh, a thing. Oh, God. I found out about it. What's that now? <sighs> no. Oh no! Never mind. I just okay. So what happened? So you were you were maintaining frame. You were alpha yeah, enough. Yeah. Your cock was extra thick. Pretty much. And um, pretty okay. much. And a uh, girl falls head over heels for you. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, she asked me to buy her an engagement ring and and like 
you know, how old were you? Seemed like she really you were wanted the whole 24? relationship. You're 24. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. How old was she? Uh, same age, actually. Interesting. So that's weird. Like, very rarely see women that young wanting to settle down. Um, she already had a kid, actually. Oh. Well, that explains that. Fuck it. We solved that Scooby Doo right. mystery. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Damn. So you're you're engaged right. to the 24 year old single mom. How'd that go? Um. Well, I mean, it was really good. She was staying with her parents and had escaped a possessive uh, freak show of a relationship with the baby's uh, father. Um, guy ended up turning out to be uh, something of a pedophile, and his, his picture went up in a newspaper a couple of years ago. I won't say which. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, hold on. Exposing himself to 12-year-old girls. Okay. Or I was gonna say, like, cause that every every woman accuses her ex. I know, of, right? Of pedophilia. So I wouldn't just take it at face value. But if, if there was an actual trial, and it was a third party, it wasn't like because everyone accuses them, uh, like the man of molesting their own kid, like that because there's no right. proof needed. But anyway, okay. So right, I always want to well, be careful about that because. All right. I felt so bad you're for the guy. So you know? you're engaged to the yeah. single mom. And did you actually, I assume you didn't marry her, so what happened? No, no, um, well, she, she basically took everything she could from me, and then left to go be with the father of her kid again. <laughs> and then, and uh, then, like, the pedophile? Ended up, yeah, yeah. Monkey branch here, monkey branch there, monkey branch somewhere, everywhere. And then ended up having a string of different relationships, became a stripper. Mm. And, um, I mean, and cut off all of her, like, really, she had really nice hair before. Oh, really I thought. long, beautiful hair. That I thought you were going to say arteries. I was like, well, at least and it had a happy ending. she cut it all off. She oh. chopped it all off. All right, like okay, sort of so lesbian. your single mom fiance took all your money and then went back to her baby's daddy. Is there another? Yeah, and then came back again. She came back to me again after she had learned her mistake, and then and then ended up leaving me again. And you know, oh god, you took her. Like, you took oh, wait. Chew you up and spit you out. So you took her back after she stole your money and went to go be with her pedophile well, ex-husband or whatever. I didn't know. I didn't know he was a pedophile then. That like this came out years. All right. Later. Now hold on. Now you said you were a PUA. I'm pretty sure... I studied it for a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did not... No. I'm, I'm going to revoke your PUA card. Taking back a single mom. <laughs> That's okay. That's All okay. Right. They could keep it. Did you ever have one to begin with? No. I'm no. sorry. I no. have my doubts. <laughs> I, yeah. Wait. Insert doubt meme. Okay, so was that your red pill? Like, where do we get to the your final red pill? Um, You know, I just stayed away from relationships after being engagement raped twice i just um decided it was better to not get into serious relationships with women and spent years kind of trying to figure out what was wrong um like why things didn't work out eventually ended up finding MGTOW, and i was like oh yeah this all makes a lot of sense i got this uh, weird sense of relief just finding out about MGTOW, and then um you know, followed by red pill rage. Um, mm. And, you know, I've been, been fine ghosting in plain sight. 
ever since then. So that's my story right there. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm glad you got it off your chest. Hopefully someone could benefit from hearing your story or if they're going through something similar. So thank you for calling in. Yeah, no problem. All right. All right bye. Cheers. Have a good night. Take care. Oh, my gosh. It's just... Can't even can't even get a word in. Hold on, me I show up into the call. Go ahead and mute your uh, stream. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did, I can wait. I, I can still hear the echo. All right. Welcome to the Turd Flingy Monkey Show. How are you? Hello there. What's up, Kevin? Not much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm uh. I'm a. I'm a. I'm in the for twenty years. All right, wait, wait oh, hold on. You're, 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 I'm, I'm hearing some distortion. Can you repeat yourself? No, I can't. Okay. All right, well, I guess continue your story, because I didn't hear what you said, but I guess if you can't repeat yourself, just uh, continue, yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Okay, I've been in the military for 20 years, and uh, I'm about to retire, so uh, your, your outlook on the military is like, the female's military is, is really spot on. That's really, it, it, it's how it is. And uh, I just want to commend you. I don't know how you, you have the insight you do, but damn, dude. I was in right the military. On. I was in the military for eight years. I did two tours in Iraq. That's how I know. Yeah, I got five, I got five years downrange, man. Iraq, Afghanistan, and yeah, they, they just freaking, they're not, they're, they don't, they're, they're not in there. They're, they're accommodated, basically. So mm -hmm. that they're not really, you know, pulling the weight, they're just Oh, it's there. even worse. I, I've heard stories of women who were actually sent down range with the army, and you like the, they they have to bring tents for the girls. The the guys have to sleep in the foxholes. They have to build tents for the girls, and also like because they can't pee, like and then the girls will not hydrate because they're they don't want to pee in front of the boys. So they end up um, getting like heat stroke and shit like that because they don't want to pee. So it's like, get these women the fuck out of here. Like, we're, we're yeah. carrying around tent supplies and shit like that so the women can pee because they're, they're, they're ashamed that they're hairy fucking pussy that they haven't touched. Like, no one fucking cares. Like, we're being shot at. No one fucking cares about your pussy. But, yeah. Right, it's like they're turning the military into summer camp. It's, it's really annoying how they're constantly trying to accommodate these people. When they're not, when it's not really adding to the military, it's just it's all one big social experiment, so to speak. Yeah, it's it's all about making them yeah. feel good. Like, yeah, I'm like all these women, like the woman who passed Ranger School. Um, she's never going to actually do her job. Like, she just wanted she wanted to be on like a wiki. The first female who passed Ranger School is so and so, and yay! Uh, oh, and an article's written about me. That's all they want. It's like these women who marry themselves. They just want to. They, they want to be. They want to have a ceremony. They want their name in the paper. They want a special day. But and then that's it. And they go back to their normal lives. That's all they want. It's all about attention. Where they yeah. can just say, well, maybe put it on their resume. Say, I did this. I'm special. Woohoo! Right. And the thing is, they only passed because the standards were lowered. Like basically, the this is back when Obama was president. Uh, he's basically telling them, you are gonna, you're gonna pass a woman. We will have a first female ranger, and you are going to make it happen. And so they just they make it happen. So, like, yeah, it's so stupid. But whatever, you know. And yeah, the, and, the funny and, thing is, as soon as feminism gets their notch, then they just move on. And then the army's like, what am I going to do with these useless female rangers that we just gave them something they didn't deserve with? So stupid. 
Yeah, and no, and no female has passed Ranger School since those two that passed. <laughs> no. PR stunt. What? It was a PR stunt. Are you and, saying? Uh, are you I saying these generals are actually and, uh, politicians? And freaking, uh... Go ahead. No, I said, yeah. Well, here's the thing: these generals, the guys who are, they're basically politicians. I mean, the military is a branch of the government, and when you're that high ranking, when you're like a four star general, you're basically a politician. And if you want a career, especially after you retire, if you want to work in the Pentagon or you want to be a government contractor or anything, you're going to you do what the politicians and the 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 people like in the Senate and everything tell you to do. So when the president tells you you're going to make female rangers, I don't give a shit what you have to do. You're going to do it. Otherwise, you know, if you stand up to him, your career is over. Yeah. Yep. Oh, shit, dude. When, when, when a female come, I'm, I'm, I'm combat arms, man. I'm artillery. Mm-hmm. So when a, when a female comes to my unit and they're kind of attractive, everyone knows that's trouble. So they oh, got, yeah. they don't they don't get put in the line. It doesn't matter if they you know. So they they get put in the uh, put as driver or you know administrative. They, they don't get put in the line. If they do, they'll quickly become pregnant or no. it's some kind of hashtag me too. It's it's just it's big trouble, brother. It's just it's bad. Yeah. In fact, yeah. that's why, uh, like, women used to, like, attractive women used to love to get hired at companies because they'd be able to suck and fuck their way to the top and make all kinds of money. Maybe even meet their future billionaire husband, you know? Now with Me Too, uh, they're not getting hired. And now they're complaining to the government, you know, about diversity and shit like that. But it's like, yeah, you know, it's all fun and games until uh, you basically... Now that women are basically, like, they're basically just, they're reaching too much. When they were just sucking and fucking for easy positions and money and whatever, they, they, everyone's fine. Because it was easy to avoid. But now it's like, no, this is bad. And, like, Mike, everyone laughed at Mike Pence, where he avoids women. And now it's like, oh, shit, that, uh, a lot of wisdom in that Mike Pence man. Yep. Yeah. I can think of so many things that are just wrong with the military, especially when it comes to women being involved. Just like how you told that story about how you've done all this work in the military TFM and you have all these rows of medals. And and yet there are women that were like lower rank than you that have gotten. Oh, no, they were higher rank. They did no. Yeah, I've met E7s because I, I got out as an E6. I've seen black female E7s with two medals. <laughs> two. They had two medals and they were an E7. I have like four rows of medals and I was an E6. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like I, that. I, I, I'm an, I'm an E7. I'm an E7, man. Like that 20 years, I'm best to fucking retire. Brother, if you're in the, if you're in the military and you're attractive female, rank doesn't apply to you, man. You yeah. have special privilege, you know, because you're, uh, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's, oh, no, it's, I I know. No, it's in the worst. The Navy's worse. Like if you're, because when you're floating on the ocean and you don't see a lot of women, like it's almost like you know beer goggles. So even um like an average woman would become like super hot, and if she's already kind of attractive, she becomes like a goddess. And you will see. I saw this. I saw it was like an entire group of guys, probably fifteen twenty guys following around one girl because they're like the only girls there so like all these guys are like these guys is waiting for their turn and it was so pathetic these they're hoping to just get like a sniff just a sniff like you know let me just 
you know, let me just suck the dick of the last guy who fucked you just to get a taste of that pussy. Like, that's how thirsty they were. Yeah, they, they like, have no shame. Yep. It's, it's pathetic. Anyway, was there anything else you wanted yeah, to talk about? I don't want to take it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get off now. But uh, thank you, thanks for all. all right, man. Yeah, when you get out, make sure you roll your TSP into a uh, traditional IRA. Yeah, sure will. Uh, all right, take care. Take care. All right, thank you for your service. All right, so that happened. All right. Oh man, another call. All right, hold on. Let me add Shogun to the call. Go ahead and mute your uh, stream. I, oh, hold on. We got a Celestina comment. Give me a minute. Islam will never take over the West. While they are outbreeding us, I highly doubt we'll end up under Sharia law. Most of the radicalism you're seeing stems from Saudi Arabia funding Wahhabism throughout the world, which they can't keep up for long. Yeah, tell that to Sweden. So, you know, like, you're, you're delusional. If you're like, oh, it, it won't happen to America. Well, how did it happen to Sweden? Well, Sweden's different. No, it's not. It's happening to Sweden, France, Germany, and the UK. America and the UK basically came from the same place, culturally. If it could happen in all those countries throughout Europe, why can't it happen in America? America isn't fundamentally different. The only difference is it's harder for the Muslims to get here because there's an ocean there. But once they cross that ocean, the same thing's happening. There are already millions of Muslims in America. They're only 2% of the population. Basically, it's only because America's so big. But here's what it'll, it'll start in, in Michigan. That'll be ground zero. Michigan is going to become like the Sweden of America. And then it's going to spread from there. And no one's going to do a goddamn thing about it. If you think it can't happen, it's already happening. They're already, uh, there was already a court in Michigan um, upholding female genital mutilation. So you're like, oh, Sharia law will never come to America. It already has. Exactly. So, and the oceans haven't exactly stopped Islam from spreading to places like Indonesia, where it's just a bunch of islands. Yeah. So, look, being... being okay, I can hear... Yeah, uh, I'm I can sorry, hear I can echo. hear myself and somebody. Um, caller, um, are you on speaker or something? Well, he's, no, he's, he's calling in on a phone. Maybe, are you, yeah, uh. are, you, are you using, like, speakerphone? Uh, no, not even. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Oh, anyway, okay, sorry about that. So, how can I help you call it? Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. But, um, first of all, thank you for all you do, bro. No problem. Right. Happy to help. Yeah, for real. But, um, I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I just want to talk about the female mindset and how basically they just can't... Their arguments are basically just one would cancel out another... So I hear you talk about how like they want they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want it both ways. In fact, if you ask a woman for like there have been YouTube videos from these women who write like um, what women want. And literally, if you watch that same video, you can watch her contradict herself on everything. Women want one thing more. And <laughs> and, and, and everything else is conditional. Like if you do what a woman says, sometimes she'll like it. Sometimes she won't. The only constant is women always want more. Mm-hmm. M-O-A-R. More. Um, no. Anyway, okay, so what... That's the meme. Uh, I don't care if it's a meme. It's bad grammar. Okay, I will okay, not tolerate bad grammar on this show. <laughs> 
Anyway, but um, like you say, um, you know, they they justify um getting everything because um they have the babies, right? Mm-hmm. But um, let's say you came up to a girl and you said, or any any girl anyway, you say, oh, when you get pregnant and you have a child, men shouldn't provide for it; they should just walk away. What do you think their response for that would be? Right, yeah, it's it's my body if I want to kill the baby, it's it's a baby, it's our baby if I want to keep it, but it's my body if I want to kill it. Right, no, yeah, look, you, yeah, it's whatever benefits them and the law's on their side because we, we gave them voting rights. This, this right, is why so you don't, yeah, so you don't talk to women like, I'm going to show how illogical and irrational and how inconsistent <laughs> your beliefs are. No shit, they're women. It's like trying to yeah. convince. It's like convincing a child that, um, you know, like trying to tell them, like I don't know, like some child who's like, I'm, I'm Superman. No, you're not Superman. Uh huh, I am. Like, why are you even arguing with them? Just yeah, pat them on, pat them on the head, and walk someone, away. Someone on the chat just well, coined the phrase "chidults" for women. They're children yet adults, though so chidults. They're not even. Yeah, look, a woman is okay if you if you take. A, a child and like let's say we say a child is a one and a man is a, a hundred and we were going to plot a woman on this scale from one to a hundred a woman's going to be like a 25 like they're not even mm. halfway to an adult they're like barely they're basically the they're the smartest teenager in the house they're just a, a, an over an overdeveloped teenager Right, and I agree with you, bro, but, and I guess it's lends to what you say, but the issue is we just have to deal with them on a day-to-day basis. Like, mm-hmm. my, where I work, of course, I'm not going to dock myself, but where I work, it's it's basically all women. I'm in a female-dominated industry, so that mindset you're talking about, men oh, hold have to on, deal hold with. Hold on, hold on, hold on, You and your Discord helped me through a lot. I wouldn't be who I am today without it. And as a poor college student, I can't give much, but I am more financially stable now. So here's some shekels. <laughs> well, thank you. That's very generous. I appreciate that. And I'm happy to help. Uh, anyway, for, for you, caller, I mean, have you identified as a masculine presenting transgendered lesbian? Uh, no, nah, not even. Um, I, I took a different route. Um, oh, okay. I just basically go straight to my desk and I, I work. You're going to get fired. Basically. You're gonna get fired. I'll tell you why. <laughs> no, I'm telling. Look, I'm telling you. No, I feel you. Maybe, the, maybe. Yeah, but I the, do produce the, good work, so it doesn't matter. We'll see. I was, I was, I was fired from a job. I was the glue holding that entire operation together, and when they fired me, everything went to shit, and it didn't matter. And in fact, everyone lost their job because everything went to shit after they got rid of me. But it didn't matter because Fifi and Wayne Wayne. But, okay, let me explain what why your plan is bad and why you're going to get fired. The women are going to complain that you're not being friendly and you're not being a team player and that you're, you're very yeah. off-putting and you're not a good fit for this team and they're going to fire you. What you need to yeah, do is you. you need to ghost in plain sight, which means you show people what they expect to see and you tell people what they expect to hear. And then also to further insulate yourself from bullshit, you need to come out St- hashtag stunning and brave as a masculine presenting transgendered lesbian. <laughs> Bro. I know. Look, look. Okay, look. I'm, I'm nah. giving. I'm giving you the tools. I'm like, here you go. Do you want to be unemployed? 
No. All right. Well, I'm giving you the tools. They're free. I'm giving you a cheat code for life. You <laughs> can take it or leave it. You you could be employed. Uh, you that, can have that's your funny. You, yeah. you can have your pride, or you can have a paycheck. Pick one. No, no, no that's no pride. I, I I I could probably do it. I could probably right. do it. You're right. You're right. right. I could probably do it. But um, I'm pretty set in my ways the way I do things. But uh, I'll, right. I'll give well, what you're saying some. Let me know how it works out for you. When you get fired, I want you to call back in and tell me I was right. No, no I bet I one thousand percent will. I want that right. will. If it goes down the way you're saying it, I will. All right. <laughs> was, was there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to talk about a quick story. Like I say, uh, men have to deal with this this nonsense okay. of, a, of a female mind. Um, this is a quick story. Um, I was in school, right? And it was Valentine's Day. And some guy was passing around flowers to all the girls. You know, I called him Cuck. You feel me? Whatever. At work, and all the girls were looking at. Come again? going on around here. You you call them a cuck at work, like one of your coworkers, a cuck for giving flowers to the women. That was a school. It was at school. It was a school. Oh, okay. I was like, you're just. I'd fire (laughs) you. I would fire you as your. If I was your boss, I would fire you. If you called your coworker. Oh no, no. You know what? At work, I'm 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 straightforward. Trust me, I'm not about that. But anyway, Uh, yeah. I was at school, yeah, I called him a cuck, whatever. Mm-hmm. But all the girls were looking at me, and um, I was basically saying I'm not about that whole female validation. So my teacher starts talking about how her daughter, boyfriend, whatever, didn't get her nothing for Valentine's Day. Now, I never met this daughter or her daughter uh, a day in my life, but I looked at her, right, and I said to her, it's because your daughter's sleeping around. And the guy doesn't know his position. And she looked at me and she said, yeah, you're right, but still. Mm. <laughs> and that, you know that's the female mindset, gentlemen. You, yeah, you know what? I don't like your tone. Because um, you, you, you talked about like calling somebody a cuck in public. Well, I worked at a particular company. Now, this was a gargantuan company, one I will not name. But I actually called some guys some pussy whip manginas. What happened? Nothing. I'm not saying that, that everybody should go around doing that, but at the same time, it just goes to show you that that sometimes you can't get you can get away with calling them out. Mm, and but, they, they said nothing. But you also Well I didn't really say it with malice in my heart. I just said, Man, you're a cuck, bro. <sighs> but here's it's the just, problem. You may not is. you may not get fired immediately. It's school. It's school. But okay, but just for Shogun's case, you may not be fired immediately, but you've now Ghosting in plain sight means you don't fuck up and do shit like that. You got to maintain the the persona. So when you come out and you call people cucks or pussy whip manginas, uh, you've exposed yourself. So you got to you well, got to keep up the persona. Well, like, true, but this was a long time ago. I mean, this was long before the whole Me Too thing. Okay. Well, but all right. yeah, but I mean, you got a point there. Though so, I mean, I probably wouldn't tempt fate again, but. Yeah, I, I actually stood up to some. I just didn't care. All right, so... Yeah, never at work. Never at work. All right, was that the end of the story? Your teacher said, yeah, you're right, but still? Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. All right. Well, well, thank you for calling in. I hope somebody benefits right, from man. your story. Take care. Not be. All right. All right. So that was... We didn't flush anyone. 
So we're, uh, we're, I guess this is a good show, right? We're not flushing people. Well, I guess that, anyway, that speak, I'm sorry, speak, I'm sorry. Speaking of the flushing thing now, do you just not like it when I play that particular sound fact sound effect where it says, uh, two boring minutes later, the only reason I played that is because I'm basically like voicing the consensus of the chat. That's all. I know it's, it's just, it's still rude. Even if you're, con even if you're mirroring the consensus of the chat, it's okay, still rude. So all right, so I will nix that sound effect because people were actually demanding that sound effect be on I, the board. So everybody, look, but here's the thing: everybody, like back when Cat was the the production manager, people would call in and people would immediately go flush, like immediately. Like the chat always calls for a flush. Like you have to use your judgment. Don't just yes, everyone's going to call for a flush in the chat. That's just that's just what people do. It's the internet. What do you want? So, but you have to exercise yeah. a little bit of discretion. Anyway, let's answer some banana questions, and we'll turn the phone lines back on. So, all right. Um, okay. Oh my goodness, Celestina. TFM asked, "How are women equal to men?" So I thought about it. Men and women both have the same ability for great good and great evil. Equality. Hell of a fucking leap for one example, but there it is. Mm, I disagree, and I'll I'll prove it. So. Uh, Justice-based morality, m m like here's the thing, morals are subjective. So, but men are capable of a higher degree of morality than women. If you look at Lawrence and Kohlberg, or Lawrence Kohlberg, not Lawrence and Kohlberg, uh, he developed this whole theory of justice-based morality. Uh, there are six stages of morality. Only men can ascend to the highest stage. G women stall out at stage three. And then uh, Gilligan came behind Kohlberg and rebranded those three stages as care-based morality. The truth is, only men can ascend to the highest good. Because only they have the, mora the, the moral code, like the moral, I don't know, justice-based morality. I don't know how to describe it, because morals are inherently subjective. I think it has to do with uh, the male sexual role. Being a protector and a provider is naturally selfless. You're protecting other people at your expense. You're laboring for food and then giving it to other people at your expense. These instincts are inherently selfless, and this actually gives men a, a degree of empathy for the greater good and allows them to reach a higher degree of moral good. So I will disagree with you that men and women are equally capable of great good and great evil. Men are capable of greater good than women. As far as great evil... Well, men are stronger than women. So, you know, evil things usually require force. So women may want to do evil things, but they may lack the power to do so. But because men are more capable, uh, they're going to be able to actually, they're going to actually be able to carry out their great evil. I mean, like, what are the, pretty much the only uh, really horrible women in history were were royal women, like queens, like really, like uh, that that chick, uh, Queen Bathory or whatever, Elizabeth Bathory, where she would murder slave girls and bathe in their blood because she thought that it made her young. Or, you know, like crazy princesses and queens who, but the only reason why they got away with their evil was because they had men to enforce their will. Like Elizabeth Bathory couldn't kidnap these girls on her own. She needed the power of the government and she needed her guards to ki kidnap and restrain these women so she could murder them and bathe in their blood. On her own, she can't enforce her will. Men can. This is why overwhelming majority of serial killers are men. 
Because, yeah, women could poison you or whatever or kill you in your sleep. A man can just overpower you. Because men are... So, I, I disagree. Men are capable of of higher goods and worse evils than women. Are, are there really... They're bad pieces of shit who are women. And they're, you know, good... They're good women, you know. Uh, mostly religious, traditional women. But, you know, there's been some good women. What's funny is, if you look at the Bible... Because, you know, you have to judge a moral system by some kind of standard. If we use uh, Christian morality as an example, the greatest women in the Bible, the, what they did to be great women was obey. There's a lesson in that. Think about yep. it. The Virgin Mary, all these, all these great women in the Bible, what did they do? They obeyed. And that's why they were great moral women, is they did what they were told. And they didn't, and they didn't open their mouths until they were told either. Yeah. Well, their mouth might have been full. Just saying. Well, yeah, that too. So, <laughs> I mean, that's another commandment. Yeah. Thou shalt anyway, suck my penis on demand. But yeah, I, let's go ahead. I don't think that's in the Bible. Anyway, let's let's answer this <laughs> banana question. Um, while on deployment, I saved up a good chunk of change. I don't want to be stupid and blow it on strippers and booze when I return to the States. What beginner advice would you give to start saving and investing? What books would you suggest? All right. So if you are a complete newbie to finance, I recommend Dave Ramsey's book, The Total Money Makeover. Um, it, it's a great layman's guide to savings, debt management, and basic investing. I don't agree with everything he says about investing because it's very, it's overly simple. However, he's writing to someone who has no background in finance or investing. That's why it is simple. If he were to give you like the actual full truth, it would be too complicated for the average person to understand. So he, by necessity, makes it very simple. So if you do what Dave Ramsey says to do, you're going to be way better than the average person. So I recommend picking up Dave Ramsey's The Total Money Makeover. I think it's like $20 on Amazon. I've seen it at Walmart, Target, places like that. It's actually a pretty fairly common book to find check that out read it and do that in fact if you have any debts that's what you should do you should pay off all your debts with that money because like if you're not paying interest on a credit card or, or something like that that works exactly the same for your net worth as getting an investment because if you're earning like five percent on an investment while you're paying 20 percent on a credit card bill you're actually earning negative 15 percent so you want to pay off your debts that's going to do as much as earning an inch. And the thing is, uh, like your investments may or may not make money, but your debt interest rate is fixed. So by paying that off, you're doing more for your net worth than you could do otherwise. So don't even worry about investing until you're debt free. And but yeah, pick up uh, Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. I recommend that book. All right, uh, we'll do. We'll at two hours. We'll t we'll open up the phone line. So we'll do one more question. Uh, what do you think about the idea of singleton AI? The idea is to make an AI to take all the political choices, pretty neat, pretty much Skynet, but we vote it into the White House as a machine king. Yeah, those people are fucking retarded, so that's not how AI works. AI does what it's programmed to do. So you would have to solve ethics. How do you, you can't solve... The problem is politics requires uh, like that we have different groups with competing mutually exclusive interests. How do you solve that? There, there is no way to solve that. You can't, you can't just solve ethics 
with a program. We, we can't even agree on any objective solution. And computers don't do nuance. It's a one or it's a zero. So there is no nuance when it comes to ethics um, for a computer. So if you just designed an AI, um, it, would, it would be the most, it would just be like one, it would be a one or a zero. There'd be no room for any sort of nuance. It, it wouldn't work. And also, because AIs only do what they're programmed to do, what you'd actually be doing is you'd be appointing the programmers of the AI to be your kings and dictators. Because the AI that you elect will be programmed by people who can control what the AI does. It's just like, first of all, people who say that, they don't understand what AI is. They just, and it, like, I don't know, it's just, they're stupid. That's all I could say. It won't work. I understand, like, yeah, democracy is bad, but there there are alternatives that isn't a king, a dictator, or electing Skynet. I'm just, you know, come on, guys. Come on. I'm disappointed. Uh, what is... Oh, okay, hold on. We've, I forgot. We're gonna, let's open up the phone lines again before we do any more banana questions. Okay, All right. before I forget, do we have a giveaway tonight? No, um, like I said, my, my point of contact at Fawn Love is quitting. They said that there would be a new contact that would contact me. They haven't contacted me yet. So until I get confirmation that the sponsorship is still good. Oh my goodness, so much beeping. So much beeping. All right, hold on. Let me add Shogun oh. to the call. Hold on, I got to add Shogun to the call. Go ahead and mute your stream. What the fuck? All right, welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey Show. How are you? Hello. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you. Awesome. This is uh, Mr. Silverskin. Oh, okay. You're the, okay, so um, we follow each other on Instagram. We both are living the waifu laifu. Mm. I've been wanting to call for the longest time but I'm always busy on the weekend. So I listen to you, but I never have a chance to actually sit down and dial the number and have a conversation. All right. So what's up, man? So I wanted to bring up this thing because I, I get a lot about, I, I hear a lot about this, about the whole, how do I raise my daughter and, and how do I, you know, whatever. And stuff. So I have a daughter. Okay. How my old, idea. How, how, how old is your daughter? Does she live with you or? Um, I have, I have 50, 50 custody of her. Okay. I got lucky. My, my divorce thing and everything. I got, I got lucky. Has she, has your daughter um, seen your sex doll waifu? I'm just curious. No, no, she's, she's there. Both my kids, I have a, I have a daughter and I have a son, but they're, they're both really young. Okay. The, the, uh, my daughter's, uh, six years old. My son's five. Okay. So they just think you have like a giant so action figure. No, nah, no, nah, they haven't even seen her. I haven't even mentioned her. They, they, they have no idea. I don't think I'm ever going to show it to him. Okay. But, but I've always thought, okay, let's say, let's say, uh, let's say hockey mask never happened, and right. and we continue on the path that we currently are in, and we're we're all good. So my daughter turns 18. So this is my idea. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so. My daughter turns 18. I have a buddy who's my age who has a son who his son, or actually, no, you know what? 
Okay, what? so the, I, I would have to introduce my daughter. Are you talking like a thirty-year-old man? What? what, what? Are you huh? talking like? Are you talking like an arranged marriage? Exactly. But I would be talking about a, an arranged marriage. I would a, bet. I would bet what, the guy. What country? What country are you? I would have to be red. But what country are you living he in? Would, I'm in the U.S., man. Yeah, that we don't. An arranged marriage isn't going to work, and even if it did. If we have the current system, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like I don't look. The, there is no like. I know people have said, "Oh, me, me and my wife, uh, we have a, we, we have a private agreement. Uh, we, we kept the government out of our marriage." No dumbass. If you get married or even have yes. what's called a meritorious relationship, you are subject to the laws as if you got married to the state. It doesn't matter if you have a, a private marriage or if you didn't get married or if you whatever. Like, do not get married under this system. We need to wait for, you know, the collapse to happen. We need a reset. We need to get rid of all these shitty laws. Until women lose their rights and until we reform all these laws, do not get married. Like, how are you going to prevent... Yeah, how, how, are you going to pre how are you going to prevent your daughter? I'm like, I'm not judging your daughter. But I'm just saying, like, she's a woman. She has female nature. She's not an adult. I know she's sweet and innocent now, no, you know, but she's yeah. when she grows up and those hormones hit her, she's going to be just as hypergamous as any other woman. So how are you going to protect this guy that you're trying to set her up with through this arranged marriage from your your uh, daughter using feminism to destroy him and collect her cash and it, prizes? Yeah, no, I, I understand. I, I, I agree with everything you said. It, it would be stupid, especially if, you know, a 30-year-old man, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s, you know, mm -hmm. somebody like me, even though I'm red pilled, and some guy said, "Hey, marry my daughter. She's 18 years old. You're set, you have you have a stable income. You have your own house. You have your own place." If some guy told me like, "Marry my 18 year old daughter," I'd be like, "Fuck no." Right. But that would be the ideal. I mean, honestly, the only thing I can think of me preparing my daughter would be you got to learn how to cook. You, you got to learn how to maintain the house. You got and I and I'm not gonna rely on my ex-wife to teach her that shit. I know how to do all well, that shit. Okay. I can teach my daughter. I, I, I have a, I have shit. some. I actually have some questions for you because I've had some people tell me like the problem is is guys with daughters like they can't get over like the part of them will not accept like how do you feel about taking women's rights away because you have a daughter? Should do you think your daughter should vote? I don't think my daughter should vote. No. Okay. At all. So you be I mean, fine. You be fine I, with I, women I losing their rights. Go ahead. Well, you, would you be fine with your daughter being unable to go to college and have a career? I would be fine with that. Okay. okay. So, okay, listen to this. Okay. I'm pretty sure my daughter's very smart. I know she's young. You know, you can't really calculate shit, you know, at that age. But she's smart. She knows she knows fucking numbers and letters and all that. And she's fucking, she's a lot How, smarter than my wait. son is, unfortunately. How that's, no. Oh, God. Okay. No, girls mature faster wait, 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 than boys. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not... No, no, yeah, 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 no, I, I understand that. Just I because she like, just because she watches Sesame Street doesn't okay. mean she's some child prodigy. I would rather she reproduce and pass on her fucking smart genes than her waste her life in college to get some piece of paper and then not be able to reproduce. So I'm fine with her not going to college. I mean, right. I can teach her what I know. I'm, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a fucking genius, but I know a lot. And I can teach her what I know. Um, okay. And she doesn't have to vote. She has to fucking reproduce. Literally, I just came. I came. I just came back from a, from a fucking family party and shit. I have what 
the nuclear family is. We took a picture with my grandmother and, and fucking like 20 fucking nieces and nephews that I have. So it's like, that's the nuclear family. Why? Because my grandmother didn't work her entire life because my grandfather worked his entire life. Right. So it's like, that is the idea, you know, fuck college, fuck going to work, marry yourself a fucking guy who already has, who's already established and have as many kids as you can. All right. Well, that, you know, that, but so that, obviously, that, that's good that, that, you know, you, if you instill that in your daughter, the problem is you could be instilling your daughter with all the values you want, but the culture is going to be instilling its values in your daughter. And the culture also empowers her and enables her and encourages her to to to, to pull that divorce cable and collect her cash and prizes. So, in your community, for example, uh, if one of your if one of your aunts or cousins gets divorced and she like divorces your uh, like let's say you have a brother in law or cousin in law or something, right? And one of your like your blood your female blood relative divorce rapes her husband. Are there any consequences from within your family against her for divorce raping innocent men, even though you're not related to the innocent man? Or do you basically always side with your family member, even when you know they're in the wrong? Oh, no. I mean, uh, I, I would, on the outside, I would, I would side with my, my female relative, but on the inside, right. I'd be like, man, I feel right. sorry so, for you. All right. I feel so sorry you for just prove, you prove my point. The only thing women respect are consequences. And women are very social, and they fear social isolation. If you really want to change things in your community, you have to enforce morals upon even your female relatives. If your female relative divorce rapes her husband, you all need to socially isolate her. But no one does. Everyone's like, oh, she's we, my oh, sister. Actually, I, she's my cousin. She's my daughter. I actually have a cousin. I actually have a female cousin who, who her life is like so fucked up and and we all tell her like dude you're fucked like you're you're fucked like i don't know what the fuck you're doing like you know and 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 it's just that one cousin because she's she's like i don't know but talking you know the definition of potato but her face is next hold on but i'm I'm, I'm making an important point so you said you would support your cousin on the outside but then inside you'd say that was fucked up on, no one cares. No oh, one gives no, a shit about the the inside. No, but this cu- this cousin of yours, you obviously still associate with her. You still meet her at family gatherings. She's still welcome in the family, and that is the problem. In Islam, you know what they do to women who like do this shit, who they go against the culture and and pull any and become westernized. It's called honor killing. That's that, yeah. and that's why Islam well, I has a. Kill fuck, him, but maybe yeah, isolate. Well, I'm not. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not advocating honor killing. I'm comparing and contrasting. So right. you can you can right. say, oh, I'm going to instill my daughter with all these values when she divorce rapes her, or her husband, or when she cheats on her boyfriend, or when she screws over a man. When you see her becoming a feminist, if you do not punish her through social isolation or anything, if your whole family rallies around her because, oh, this is my granddaughter, this is my niece, this is my daughter, she will, you're reinforcing the bad behavior because children only respect consequences. So I'm just, look, I know know it sucks. I know you love your daughter. I'm just letting you know. No, no, actually, I'm on, I'm on your side. Well, I'm on, I'm on this side. If, because I have thought about it. I've thought about it like hardcore, like deep thought and everything. Like I meditate on this shit and everything. If my daughter ends up actually marrying this guy, you know, 
rich, successful, whatever, whatever, and my daughter ends up divorcing, this divorce raping this guy, I will totally disown her and be like, what the fuck have you done with your life? And okay. if she comes to me and says, oh, daddy, I need your help, you know what? Okay. Go ask feminism to help you. I ain't going to help you. And right, I love good. my daughter to death. Right. I love her. Right. No, I'll, again, I'll put every opportunity I'll, ahead of her. Now, before wait, I say, I am not advocating honor killing. I know someone's going to do like soundbite chicken, and no, they're no, going to no, be no, like, "I'm not, no, yeah, right. yeah no, I'm just, no, I'm just no comparing, contrast. No, so what, what you just said is fine, but what I see a lot because you sound, are you Hispanic by chance? Because you sound Hispanic. I'm just, yeah, I'm Hispanic. Okay, all right. So, I, well, I mean, you know, fuck is, I'm from, I'm Mexican, Mexican, not right. Hispanic. I'm okay, not you're, you're Mexican. All right, I'm, I'm, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway. My point, yeah, so what I see a lot in, in Mexican culture is they're very big on family, which is fine. It's all good. But right. then they don't hold, they say they, like a lot of a lot of Mexicans are Catholic, but they don't enforce, like right. when they see one of their wayward daughters or even sons, you know, doing stupid stuff, they, they, they put family above their morality. And so what they do is they don't punish bad behavior. And then they complain when you know people abandon their church and abandon their morals it's like what did you expect to happen so it's just right. what i see with a lot of guys with daughters is it's like the same thing they don't know this is a little bit it's related but different a lot of guys with daughters like a you know they don't want to admit they got to take women's rights away they don't want to admit women shouldn't go to college or shouldn't have careers uh, for the good of society because they love their daughters and they want what's good for their daughters and you see the you see the opposite right. with female MRAs. A lot of these female MRAs, they didn't give a shit about men's rights until they had sons. And then once they have a son, they're like, "Oh no, I care about men's rights all of a sudden." So I get it. Yeah, because he's supposed to take care of me when I get old. Right, I, I get it. It's a it's a thing, but it's just like, I don't know. I look, I I I know you love your daughter, and I'm just I'm just telling you how I see things and what I see happening wrong in a lot of families who prioritize their family over what they know is right because of you know blood is thicker than water or whatever and it doesn't lead to a good place and i'm just letting you know no man i, I totally agree with everything you say like i mean honestly i listen i listen to your shows like all the time and the right. majority of the time i do agree with you like like you know i love my daughter I want what's best for her and what's best for her is to not go to fucking college and get your fucking brain, you know, screwed right. over and shit. Um, you know, but I mean, it, she's a woman. What can I do other than, you know, tell her and if she doesn't listen, then, you know, the hell with right. you, <laughs> you know, okay. I'm not going to support my daughter for the rest of her life. If she makes a bad choice, you know, uh, right. same thing goes with my son. You know, if my son, I'm going to tell my son either, either you, you, fucking get some chick pregnant or you go to fucking you get some some schooling obviously uh, um well, what is it called trade school is a lot better than college but you know tell my son like you know what don't even have a girlfriend don't even look girls their way you know uh well, um, so that when you get into your 30s you can end up with some younger woman obviously don't get married in this type of uh in this in this you know, culture we're fucking living well, in. Well, I got, I got a crazy but, you know. idea. Now, since I know you have a sex doll waifu, why don't you just get your son a sex doll when he hits puberty? And then he won't have to worry right? about, he won't have to worry <laughs> about going around trying to get his dick wet and getting the girl pregnant. Just like, you can have him, you can make it like a father-son thing. Like, well, son, you know, you're, you're a man now, so let's, let's go pick out a waifu together. 
let's customize her. You want What's you want your the type? Yeah, do you yeah. want pubic hair? Do you want big big titties? Like it, that could be a good bonding experience. This is giving me flashbacks it, it to that could... episode of Rick and Morty where uh, Rick buys uh, Morty that sex doll at that pawn shop. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, yeah. he, he comes down, yeah. he's like all sweaty. He's like, he drinks an entire quart of orange juice and runs back upstairs again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, son, like, you know, take a breather, you know. Mm-hmm. But right. uh, no, you know, I'm very, uh, I'm very, I'm very detail oriented. So that's why I have, you know, Lorraine is very, very well taken care of. Because um, I have a brother. And he's seen my sex doll. I have an older brother. He's 19 years old. And he's seen my sex doll. And I told him about it and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I want to kind of buy him one. But then at the same time, I'm like, nah, man, this guy's not responsible enough. He's going to like wear her out in a week and it's going to go into garbage. But I mean, they're not, it's not difficult to take care of them. But mm-hmm. when you have to maintain them, you know, it takes a, a level of, of, of detail to take care of them. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't so buy. I, I I would, look, I wouldn't buy him. A, maybe if you want to like give him a Merry Christmas, you can go buy him a spinning robot pussy because those are less than a hundred dollars. But I wouldn't buy him a a two thousand yeah. dollar doll on like a, a whim because yeah, they are expensive. And a lot of times, if he's never owned oh, yeah. a sex toy before, that's a really big jump from nothing, like jerking off to porn to a sex doll, like in one jump. So yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, yeah, you've also um, got to teach him how to take care of the thing too, because you no, know, there's maintenance involved. Yeah, it's not. Because, it's not that. Yeah, it's no, not that bad. That's what I'm talking about. Well, but it's not. A, it's not that bad, and B, you won't mind it. It's like, oh no, I have to rub this beautiful woman's naked body with my hands and rub oil. Mm-hmm. Oh no, how will I fit this into my schedule? Right, that's like the best part. That's that's. I mean, yeah. I, I take pleasure in cleaning her. You know. Right. But uh, anyways. Yeah, I know what uh, I, I know. That, that was all. That's all I had to say. <laughs> all right, know, man. The, the, my daughter and my kids and raising them and all that shit. All um, right. Well, it's good talking to you. Yeah, because we, you know, I follow you on Instagram and I comment on your little photo shoots and everything. So it's cool to actually, you know, to talk to you. Yeah, there's actually not that many people who have uh, 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 love dolls on Instagram, and you yeah. know, it's, we're, it's, we're taking it over to talk to somebody. <laughs> we're starting our own little like doll waifu community on Instagram with doll waifu a- accounts. And, yeah, you know, there's like maybe like ten people that actually you know post and shit. It's all good. How but, would uh, identifying as on. a trans lesbian help protect you from women? And would you recommend getting your gender legally changed to female? Uh, the second question, yes, and the first question because you're oppressed. You have oppression privilege. Like, literal oppression privilege. Like, look, I, I've seen this happen. Other people can confirm this. Who Who's drinking? Is that you, Shogun? Or is yeah, that... sorry. Anyway, uh, if you ever get into an argument with a feminist, just tell them you're trans and watch them clam up. The argument ends. That's oh, yeah. that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, have you seen that? Have What's you seen up? that meme going around that, that Trump should identify as a female so he can be the first female president? Right, yeah. Like we've had pregnant men. And either, either. Stupid. What's up? Well, yeah, there was that the the man who gave birth because it was just a woman who got pregnant and then changed her gender to man. It's like, oh, it's a pregnant man. No, it isn't. It's a woman with a piece of paper from the government saying that they're a man, but they clearly have a, a womb and a uterus and a vagina, and they're giving birth to a baby. 
They're not a fucking seahorse. No, anyway. no, no. The, the, the one word, they, they're saying that Trump should identify as female. That way, Trump can actually be the first female president. And either they acknowledge that Trump is the first female president, or they acknowledge that being transgender is total bullshit. No, what will actually happen is they'll... Let me tell you what will actually happen in reality. If Trump did that, like seriously did that, they would say that he's insulting trans people, and they, would, they wouldn't they would acknowledge it. Yeah. The third option is just right. to insult them and ignore it. So anyway, right. okay, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, that's it, man. Thank All you right, man. for the show. I'll keep listening. All right, take and remember, care. Remember, boycott Mexican beer. I know you're Mexican, but do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, bro. I, I, I drink uh, Shinerbach. All right. All right. Yeah, it's all the, it's a big conspiracy by big Mexican beer. All right, let's see if we can do a banana uh, question. Okay, and before I forget, TFM, the author of of the book, retire. Oh, oh, we got a call in. Yeah, I know. Sorry, it's it's that kind of show. Save save your questions to the end. All right, give Shogun a minute to Whoa. join the call. Hold on, give Shogun a minute to join the call. And gotcha. all right, welcome to the Turd Flinging Monkey Hello. Show. How are you? Hello. Hi, uh, TFM and Shogun, longtime watcher. Um, good stuff. Learned a lot. I just wanted to get right down to business because there's been a topic that's really been pressing on my mind, and I figured you'd have some good input. It's okay. on red pilling uh, more than just teens. But, um, in fact, children, or rather, like, the younger generation. Uh, I've seen a lot of controversy come up. I don't know if you've heard of the guy um, or kid. His name's Igor Migtal. Um, pretty much a 12-year-old from Russia who found Migtal content on YouTube. And seems like he has a pretty good grasp on it, coming up with ideas on his own. Uh, however, you know, I see a lot of people really resisting like MGTOW men in, you know, um, who identify with the movement movement, like just absolutely, you know, up in arms against this sort of thing. Now, my thoughts on it, um, haven't gone into too much like thought, but the first thing I felt was that when you look at the modern gynocentric environment today, there's basically a thousand different negative forces um, pushing themselves into a young man's head. And so I think what a lot of, you know, folks in the community are trying to do is just take this sort of moral stance that, oh, we're indoctrinating them. They're not necessarily learning what they need to learn on their own and develop properly. But uh, my argument is that they're not even going to get to that point, um, given the state of the zeitgeist that they right, find themselves hold in. You'll okay, hang on, hang on. I forget, I want to say boycott Mexican beer. <laughs> Thank you, Celestina. We won't let yeah, the Mexican beer get away with this. Yeah, right. I already beat you two with the last caller. I told him boycott Mexican beer before we ended the call. All right. Yeah. Nice there try. We go. Celestina <laughs> just wanted to make sure that we got it in. Anyway, anyway caller, as you right. were saying. Yeah, so basically the situation is that uh, for a lot of young men out there, um, they are not in a position to even get to the point um, where they can make the decision on their own and, you know, take that, you know, journey into self-actualization because of the fact that 
you know, their mental real estate is going to be taken up by a lot of stuff that's just meant to send them into a meat grinder. So I just wanted to know what your thoughts on this was, because uh, from the looks of it, there seems to be uh, sort of like it's ubiquitous. Like it's not just like one aspect of MGTOW or one aspect of, you know, like left wing MGTOW or right wing MGTOW. It's pretty much ubiquitous that, you know, there's a lot of dissent and issue with, you know, introducing people at a very young age to the red pill. But okay, so real simple. This is you're overthinking it. Like you're you're providing all this background context, and you're you're overcomplicating the issue. Um. So I've heard about this Igor Migtal, this like 12 year old Russian kid. As far as I know, nobody forced Migtal down his throat. Nobody re- Nobody like went out of their way to like, twelve red pill this 12 year old kid. Shogun, is that you? Are you the one making that no, noise? No, it's not. No, I hear that too. It's not me. All right. I'm sitting completely still. Okay, caller, can you like, can you calm calm the fuck down? Yeah, it might be me. Hold on. I'm, I'm sure your house is very messy and you want to make sure it's nice and tidy, but can you wait till the call is over so I don't hear you fumbling around with random shit? Yeah. Anyway, all right. So my, my point is, you know, red pilling, don't, I wouldn't advise red pilling children. You know, because, again, you shouldn't even red pill adults because you don't want to shove things down their throat. Uh, you know, think about how obnoxious you find vegans and furries and people who are into CrossFit. And the reason why no one likes them is because they shove it down your throat. Like, you can't just, like, I don't give a shit what you do in the bedroom, right? Like, you want to suck toes and you like getting pooed on? I don't give a fuck. But furries are like, everything's got to be about furry. Every, they got to shove their furry shit in your face. And it's like, I don't fucking care. Look, I like that you're, in, you're into anthropomorphic animals. I don't fucking care. But can you not talk about it? Can you talk about anything else other than the fact that you're a furry? Does every conversation have to go back to the fact that you want a yif? And the answer is yes. Every conversation will go back to the fact that they want a yif. And that's why no one likes furries, because they shove it down your throat. So in that, the spirit of that, you should never try to uh, indoctrinate or, you know, force your stuff onto children. And that, you know, that's because that's what, you know, honestly, that's what the, you know, the left does, like with school and everything. It's all indoctrination. So I understand there's a push like, well, they're indoctrinating the kids. We should indoctrinate them too. Like, no, like be there for them to support them, answer their questions honestly. And, you know, maybe drop a subtle red pill here and there, but no, don't indoctrinate kids. However, in the case of Igor Migtal, the 12-year-old Russian guy, he just found this information on his own and it resonated with him. So, sure, yeah, he's young, but whatever. And, like, maybe he'll grow out of it. Maybe when he's in the thralls of puberty, he'll just disappear and will, like, he would, like, it never even happened. Or maybe this is going to be a lifelong journey of improvement and self-actualization. I wish I knew this shit when I was 12. Like, you, you don't even know how what the the things I would have done in my life differently if I would have known what I know now at 12 years old. So I wouldn't disparage a young MGTOW or say that he's too young and he's got to go get his dick wet before he can be a MGTOW. No, fuck you. But as long as nobody's shoving shit in kids' throats, as long as they're discovering it on their own, and as long as they're making a personal choice to want to learn more and to self-actualize and to internalize MGTOW philosophy, more power to them. But... Yeah, don't go red-pilling kids and don't go shoving it down their throats. That's my only advice. Yeah, I have to agree. So, I have to agree with this. I'm, I'm sorry, I would just say I have to agree with this because I believe it's best to let children to uh, form their own views on things because even though my dad um, dropped red pills on me when I was younger, 
it I was not mature enough to understand it yet. I mean, I'm glad he told me because eventually around the age of like 22 or 23, I eventually now 22. I, that's when I finally got red pill and I finally understood. Hold on. But I, I, if I just, I want to comment. Someone said in the chat, something I want to address. So someone says, Oh, he might end up a virgin and that, that wrecks men. A sex is the most overrated shit in the world. Exactly. But there's nothing more overrated than sex and there's nothing more underrated than a really good poop. Secondly, exactly. But second, there's more important things. What's that thing? I would gladly trade in every relationship I've ever been in. I would love to take back all my relationships. I gain nothing from them. Big fucking money sink, a big time waste, like nothing but heartbreak, empty wallets, and bullshit. Fuck the sex. Exactly. I would gladly take all that back. Yep, I'm the same way because, uh, frankly, I don't mind being a virgin. And there's 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 no big it's not a big deal. Well, you're right. Also, it's, it's overrated because and, and a I mean, doll feels and a doll feels better than the real thing. It, it feels it feels as real as a real woman, except without any of the fear, anxiety, or pressure. So the sex is actually yeah. better with a doll. So if you want to have sex, if you want to know what sex feels like, get a doll. Fuck the doll. That's what sex feels like. Yeah, and on top of that, now I have an I have my own personal analogy for the whole like virgin versus non-virgin thing. Okay, let's say you have man A and man B. Okay, man A is a successful businessman. He mm. has um, a nice house. He has a nice vehicle. Waifu um, He has a he has a good degree. He has a million dollars in the bank. He can retire wherever he wants. Sorry, what? Original fat fucking retard. I never had so much disdain for a human being. I seriously hope Shogun just fucking chokes on his own saliva while he's sleeping. Oh, wow. Okay, so this person really hates you, Shogun. Well, you know what? That's how you know you're doing it right. Because your haters are your biggest fans. Alright. Well, there you go. Um, at least, at least you know, got, got that off your chest. Yeah. So, hey. When, yeah, just like Kat said... When you when you've got haters, you know you're doing it right. That's literally what he told me. Okay, there you go. So, so Shogun and TFM, that wasn't exactly the end of the point I was trying okay. to make. All right, go um, ahead. Although that does tell me your general position. All right. Uh, I had to ask, you know, following that, where does indoctrination end and where does it begin? Because for me, in my experience with the red pill and um, it just so happens that I've also red-pilled many of my peers. Um, this was something that occurred at a very young age. And so it wasn't a matter of being indoctrinated, not questioning uh, reality, not comparing um, the positions you hold to reality. It was a largely just a matter-of-fact evaluation between what you're being told and what you see and how much predictive power it has. In the same manner, you would not tell a child to cross the street without looking both ways. Um, I don't see quite how, I understand it's a much more sensitive topic. However, I don't exactly see the delineation between right. the two. It's, it's real simple. Okay, I'll, I'll explain it. Indoctrination is when you abuse your position as a trusted authority figure to push your political bullshit onto a child's mind in order to cuz like when pe as the older people get the uh the more the more set in their ways they become so the left has fi figured out that if they indoctrinate children into being leftists 
they're more likely to stay leftist and, until something really bad. This is why nearly all students are are, are leftists. They think every oh free college, free health care, yay, open borders, hooray. Yeah, because they're indoctrinated. So indoctrination is when like you as a, like if you're you could talk to your friends about the red pill, but just don't shove it down their throat. That's not indoctrination because you're not abusing your position as a trusted authority figure to push a political agenda or a religious agenda or any sort of agenda. You're actually just a, you're a peer and you're just sharing your thoughts and they could take it or leave it. But imagine you were an authority figure. You had a captured audience in the form of students, and they would take everything you said at face value, and you chose to abuse that position and teach them about how uh, communism is a great idea. And, um, you know, it's only power plus racism is power plus privilege. So you could be racist against white people and it doesn't count like that kind of dumb shit. That is indoctrination. Right, and I, because- I, I agree 100 percent. But I think you and I both know that, you know, certain facts that are discussed, like on your channel and several other channels, um, they are not of that, you know, disingenuous caliber. Like they well, are. No, OK, no, hold on. Like but I'm aspects. not but I'm not a trusted authority in anything. So, like, if I'm telling you something, you could take it or leave it. The, the, the reason why it's not indoctrination is because I'm not in a position of authority and I'm not abusing said position of authority. I'm sharing my stuff via YouTube and you can easily click off, downvote, whatever. I'm not forcing anything. But when a teacher or an authority figure teaches you their political agenda, that's indoctrination. But the reason why I'm saying this, you ask, where's the delineation? Sharing red pill knowledge among peers is one thing, but if you are in a position of authority, if you're a trust, like, like this is, we talk about kids. So if you are a teacher or a parent or some kind of trusted adult figure, you don't want to push your political agenda, even if it's, even if it's with the best of intention. You know, these communist professors, they truly believe that, that communism would make the world a better place. So so it doesn't matter what you feel. Like, like again, furries and vegans and CrossFit people, they all think they're making the world a better place. When I have a fucking vegan telling me that, you know, fucking meat is murder and I need to, you know, whatever, fuck, go fuck yourself. And I block them. And they're like, oh, you're, you're whatever. I don't care. I don't fucking care. And I don't have to listen to it. That's not indoctrination. But if I had a boss that was a vegan and he kept pushing his vegan shit on me, that would be indoctrination if I was impressionable. But I probably just quit, honestly, because I don't fucking I, I can't stand vegans. Now, so this is um, going off something that you've mentioned often, which is the pragmatic solution uh, wins over the moral principles at the end of the day. Um, well, no, hold on. I would on. just like to ask. That's not what I said. I said that you have to solve the problem and then use apply your morals second to, to select the least shitty solution. Okay. The, now, some people say like, oh, the pragmatic ends, but the ends justify the means. That's not what I'm talking about. So I still believe in yeah, morals. Yeah, no, I agree. I, that's, but I you have, say that quite yeah, right. Yeah, but you, you have to you solve the problem. Me. You have to solve the yeah. problem first, then apply your morals. Because if you're just going to apply your morals, you're not going to solve the problem. Anyway, okay, continue. I agree. Going off of that, yeah, going off of that is much better. Now, from my understanding, um, when we mention moral principles, um, I view this indoctrination situation um, as largely 
very much proven to be effective from the terms of like say whatever you think the forces of evil are you know mm-hmm. they are very effective you know right. you see that right. um, and, and indoctrinating children go outside indoctrinating children works or they wouldn't do it i agree yeah exactly mm-hmm. right and so i think that on some level there needs to be a perpetuation of the red pill beyond this fringe so to speak like i think the largely the cycle uh that we're stuck in is due in part to the fact that and prior to the information age this has been the case but now this may be different um it's constantly something that is born of just oh you got fucked over here you got fucked over there it's not based on this subconscious transmission from generation to generation right so here's the problem the people who are in charge of the indoctrination are the people who control the culture and the and the government you migtow and the red pill will never be in control of the culture and the government therefore the tool of indoctrinating children is simply not available even if you thought it was a good idea like back in the day when uh religious authorities like when you when you live in a theocratic government the, the, the theocratic government indoctrinates children into the religion of the state. So indoctrinating children is basically a privilege of whoever controls the, the system, which is obviously not MGTOW. So even if you thought, even if I agreed with you that indoctrinating children was a good idea, um, that's not even an option. That's not a tool that we have at our disposal. Like we have, we, we can't, so we can't even keep way, our videos yeah, monetized. So in the same way that religion sort of lost its privilege as a tool of power over the masses due to like modern forces. Um, well, no, the red pill well, is in a position but, of no. But did you watch my? No, here's the thing: religion, be, progressivism is a religion. I did a video about this called the American State Religion. It came from religion. It became the state religion of the United States. So you know, religion never went away. We went from a like Catholic slash Protestant religion to progressivism, but it's still taught as earnestly as any other religious dogma throughout education. But that's the that's the state religion of the United States. But you know, you know religion never believe, dies; it just changes form. I see. So, yeah, very true. So you don't believe that if, for example, say take women's rights away, curse. Um, Getting the foot in the door, which that would very much do, you don't see the same propagation of red pill concepts once the tool oh, is yeah, more, look, like available. The reason why the red pill is a fringe concept is because, like, think about it. Think of think of the manosphere. What group outside of MGTOW rejects the idea that men and women are equal within the manosphere? Um, I can think of certain alt-right people, but beyond that, yeah, yeah, like not some, very many. N- yeah, almost none. The anti-feminists, the the trad cons, the uh, like all these people—they all believe, like they they say, like even the MRAs—they're all egalitarians. Yeah, like they they endorse the central tenet of feminism while claiming to oppose feminism. And the thing is, is egalitarianism is uh, a major like pillar of progressivism so 
until when progressivism is overthrown, the red pill knowledge that egalitarian was bullshit will simply become common sense because it is common sense. That's why shutting down MGTOW channels won't stop it because it's common sense. Men will find out the so truth. So then how is the propagation of common sense indoctrination? So from that point, from that point, carrying on, you know, how is the propagation of that understanding indoctrination? It's, I, I, okay, so I already told you it's not if you, it, it will become common sense in the culture. It's not indoctrination. In the current culture, we don't have that, we don't have the option of indoctrination. If you were a teacher and you tried to teach, if you tried to red pill your students, you'd be fired. Period. Because progressivism is the, the state religion, and that is what you are to teach in school. So I don't even I don't even like. I so what what is the question? So you're asking, well, oh, like is it well okay? Then, well, then the point is, well, then the point is this. Well, all right. Uh, you were basically explaining to me the concept in terms of wider society and greater civilization. Now, yeah, if you want to talk um, about like Igor, gonna, if you're talking gonna, about Igor Migtow, nobody indoctrinated Igor Migtow. He's a 12 year old kid who started a YouTube channel because he obviously stumbled across some videos and liked them. There was no indoctrination. There was no trusted authority figure abusing their power to shove concepts down his throat. He just discovered it. So, and, what is the well question? Well, then, are you assuming that people? Because, um, and correct me if I'm wrong. Did you just make the assumption that people learn by common sense, uh, like the average person? Because you said no. The average person's a fucking retard. Culture. The average person's a fucking retard. But if you're a 12 year old MGTOW, you're clearly not. So just because I say Igor right, MGTOW wasn't indoctrinated doesn't mean the average person isn't a fucking retard. The average person absolutely is a fucking retard. That's so why democracy doesn't work. To propagate, like, as an, like, there's no other means then to propagate common sense understanding because it's not something that's learned. And, and I think that's been, that's been made apparent for the average person. It's get rid of, you, that's okay. All right. So you get rid of progressivism. That's the problem. It's all interrelated. Every, like in fact, the, this is where like you have like a lot of unity. Honestly, is progressivism is a huge problem. I've talked about like the individualist capitalist right working with the absolutist right, even though we hate each other, because we have a common enemy that needs to needs to go away. That so yeah, but you're like way you're like getting way too bogged down in the the little details about s schools. Like get rid of mandatory schooling, honestly. Because that's just a men and I did that. I talked about that in a video too. Mandatory schooling is a tool by this by the government to to control its citizenry and control their thoughts and imprint on them the values of the society. In the case of America, it's progressivism. So, like, what do you want well, me to say? I, yeah, I agree. Completely. But the, the agree MGTOW, but the MGTOW's never going to be in that position. So I don't like. What are we even talking about? Well, then the last thing was basically a cost-benefit analysis in terms of saving individuals. Because obviously the average person is not Igor MGTOW. The average person isn't going to come to red pill conclusions on their own. Yeah, then fuck those is people. Fuck them. Fuck them. Look, someone, look someone's got to be an example for others. Some people, their entire reason for existence is to be a negative example that other people can learn from. And that's fine. Look, if you're if you are that guy, then fuck you. Honestly, I just don't care. There, 
Because, like, look, the, we are in the business of triage. We have to find. We have to try to save who we can save with the time we have. I don't fucking have time to convince the average fucking retarded dipshit of common fucking sense. Like, I put out a, th a thousand plus videos. Like, I think almost two thousand almost. Like, I put out a shit ton of videos. I've made cases. I've shown evidence on a weekly basis. I show evidence. If you don't believe me, I don't have time to argue with you. There are people who actually I can help who aren't fucking retarded. And frankly, if you're that retarded, you're you're not going to make it anyway. I'm not even going to waste time trying to convince you because you're so stupid, you're fucked. I, there are people who actually can be saved and are smart enough to be saved. And to them, I will give my time. But to the average dipshit, fuck you. And as far as, well, but we need them or we'll never change the system. The system's fucked. We can't change the system. Once you give women voting rights, it is over. And so purge day will come. And if purge day doesn't come, because you don't need 51. Look, look at the Muslim population of Sweden. They have 6% of the population. And they have that country bent over a ba barrel. And they have Sharia law with 6% of the population. You do not need 51%. Fuck the sheep. The sheep aren't going to do shit. 6% of the population, they have the entire country bent over a barrel. So yeah, the average fucking retard, fuck them. They're useless. Exactly. They're not even exactly. worth they're I not even worth thinking about. Yeah, I did a video One on this how you don't even is, need that many. Is it possible but, that those people are bending the country over um, on their lap and spanking it? Is I would posit that's partially um, aided and abetted by the government, i.e., you know, that's just well, the you're way right. they you're want right, but it to be. Okay. That's, that's how they want it to be. The Amish don't get in anyone's way. They, <sighs> they keep the status quo. And same with these Muslims pillaging their own, this country, right? So... It's happening in America. Something more red pill would be immediately uh, perceived as a threat. All right. So yeah, I'm fucking done with that guy. All right. Look, I've I've literally addressed this at least half a dozen times. So I'm just I'm, I can't. The Muslims are in Europe because of the welfare state. That's it. That is literally it. It's not yep. like a secret anti-white conspiracy. White people, there are, there are communities where white people are doing the exact same thing with the exact same results. So, like, your conspiracy theory and your, oh, this is different, it won't work here because reasons, you're fucking stupid. And I've proven this, and I'm done talking about it. Yeah, you can only circle around something uh, so many times. Yeah, look, I understand people want to, like... I don't, even, I don't even know what that guy was even talking about. I probably should have flushed him a, a long time ago, frankly. I was hoping there yeah. was going to be some point. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What is the point you're trying to make? And no, there wasn't a point. It was just your standard, um, like, I don't want to believe the answer is simple, so I want to overcomplicate it, and I want to keep moving the goalposts, and I want to make it about race, and I want to make it about the government. Like, look, yeah, it's, it's fucked, dude. You got to start, you got to right. think small. Think, instead of thinking top down, think, how do we change the government? The government's fucked. You got to think bottom up. Create a community, prepare for the collapse, outlive it, thrive, grow, become the new normal. That's how you do it. Yeah, but pretty everyone, much. 
Yeah, no no one wants to listen to that. They want to be, oh, what if we just change this law? Like, well, you can't, dumbass. Women vote. So exactly. it's just mental masturbation. And on top of that, even if you do change the law, they're going to find a way to circumvent it. That's what happens all the time. Even with the new law about the draft, what are women going to do? They're going to get pregnant when it comes time for deployment. So there's just no point. You can't fix the system until you fix step until you get to step zero, which is taking their rights away. And if you can't do that, or should I say, if you won't do that, then yes, prepare for the collapse. It's that simple. Uh, wow. Okay. So this is a weird question. All right. So hi, monkey. Hope you can help. So I'm friends with a woman who runs a small porn company. She hires actresses and they do the acting and such. So she's having trouble due to people file sharing her videos on forums and whatnot. So she doesn't know what to do and fears she will get out of business soon. What can be done? Yeah, so traditional porn, yeah, because of the ubiquity of Pornhub and other social media. Uh, yeah, like in fact, uh, there were these thoughts who, you know, they had their premium Snapchats. So they were hoping that like, uh, you could do that, honestly. Um, do like a some kind of premium service. Now, you're not going to, you basically allow people, you're going to have to offer some other service. If all you're doing is sharing pictures and video, yeah, you're going to go out of business. Because Pornhub is a thing, and there's tons of places to get all the picture and video you could want. Uh, what is going to keep your business afloat is if you do something interactive, like uh, cam whores or even Twitch thoughts, baby's first cam show, uh, you know, like where you could interact with the girls in real time. Now, you can't share that on a web form because it, it's, it's a real time live stream, it's, it's like interactive. So that's something that people will come and pay for. But if all you're doing is selling video and pictures, yeah, they're uh, they're just going to get those elsewhere, or they're going to wait because there are these, uh, like I said, these tw these thoughts who do uh, like premium Snapchat. So a guy will pay them a hundred dollars for her premium Snapchats, and then he will download her premium Snapchats and then share them. And now no one else has a reason to pay her a hundred dollars to get access to these pictures because now you can find them online. So again, if all you're doing is selling pictures and video, your business will go bankrupt. You have to offer something interactive, something that they can only get from you. So, you know, you know evolution's a motherfucker. Adapt or die. Yep. And before we go on to the next question, before I forget, okay, okay so the author of MGTOW's Guide to Surviving on 200k in Southeast Asia, he's willing to do another giveaway for us this weekend, so I'll go ahead okay. and set that up if you like. Oh yeah, that that'd be great. Yeah, I like giving stuff away. Like, um, I'm I'm gonna getting some comic books to give away soon. Hey babe, one of my sisters is on her way to a viewer. He says thanks to the dollhouse, no more mouth breathing thoughts. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you know we're spreading the waifu life,u Celestina, one one man at a time. And you know I've uh, when I was on that live stream with Halsey and Aiden Paladin. Uh, apparently, because Aiden Paladin is all about like the science and the research, they don't even research vasopressin. They only research oxytocin. So she had no idea about how male sexuality differed from female sexuality and that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I guess I'm on the bleeding edge of science, using myself as a guinea pig and showing the way, because 
Fucking feminist academia won't ask these questions and won't research it. I know why. I know exactly why they won't, but it's just, you know, whatever. We don't need we don't need their bullshit studies anyway. To solve the problem ourselves. Anyway, okay, so Shogun, you're getting that the raffle set up. I'll go to the next question. Yep, it's already set up. Yeah. Um why are used cars so expensive or how much they cost? You seem to be better off getting a brand new car. Am I overthinking it? A lot of that has to do with cash for clunkers. So there was a, back when Obama was president, there was this program called Cash for Clunkers where there's this really stupid fucking, like basic economics would tell you this is stupid, but you know, whatever. So they wanted to create jobs in the automotive industry by destroying used cars. So they, they basically, if you traded in your used car, the government would give you a bunch of money towards the purchase of a new car. And then they would destroy the used car. Instead of it going onto the used car market, they would destroy it. And the idea was to create jobs for these car manufacturers. And all it did is it caused the... Well, the program ran out of money, so the taxpayers basically wasted their money. The used car market skyrocketed because now there were no affordable used cars for people. And uh, it didn't really help the car industry either. Like, they had a couple good months, but then that came at the expense of subsequent months. So it's a really stupid idea. And if they knew anything about economics, they would have known why it was stupid. But, you know, you donate to a politician, they give you people's money. You know, everyone's happy but the politicians, or but the taxpayers. All right, so why are, why are used cars so expensive? The other reason for that isn't just uh, because cash for clunkers was years ago but i just want to explain some of it has to do with the way the government actually subsidizes the sale of new cars and there's also factory dealer incentives where they'll subsidize the new car the other reason is uh new cars are more new cars are more advanced so if you look at old cars from back in the day they didn't have half the features they have now so it's not just that you know cars are getting more expensive they're also getting better so it's not like you know a tv you know, you like you're seeing. You see how big screen TVs are getting cheaper. They used to be like a thousand dollars, and now they're like five hundred. Now they're two hundred for the same TV. But the thing about TVs is they do one thing. Like they just you watch TV. But with cars, they're constantly coming up with new systems, new 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 features. So these new features add to the cost of the the car. So yes, used cars are getting more expensive because they're also getting more advanced. So like if you like and if you bought like a a car from the 90s like let's say you you restored some 90s car it would be such a piece of shit you wouldn't even you wouldn't even want to restore it the only cars that people want to restore are like the old classic you know like metal cars before all this aluminum bullshit like the muscle cars you wouldn't want to restore one of these 90s piece of shit cars and like modern cars are just better they're just better cars they have better stuff in them but, you know, that's why they're so expensive. And, of course, when you buy them new, they're really expensive. But, no, I, I know what you're talking about. I've actually been to dealerships where um, a used car was more expensive than a new car. And that has a lot to do with basically there's not enough used cars, so it's supply and demand. And I think, I don't know if that's directly cash for clunkers or something similar to that or if it's a residual follow-on effect from cash for clunkers. But... The only way to fix that is to have more used cars in the market to lower the... To, when you increase the supply, you lower the price. So the more used cars there are, the, the, the lower the price for a used car. That's, uh, that's economics for you. Anywho, um, 
What is my argument against gun control? Well, because, oh, my main argument against gun control is it... Um, well, there's a, there's a couple arguments. So abortion kills more children than guns. Like, by far, it's like 500 times more children are killed each year by abortion than by guns. So if you want to deal like, oh, the children, fuck you. Ban abortion. Oh, well, that's a woman's choice. Well, there you go. Go fuck yourself. If it's about crime... Well, handguns commit more crime. What do they want to ban? They want to ban rifles. Now, if handguns commit all the crime and abortion kills 500 times more children than guns, why is all the focus on semi-automatic rifles? Because it's about the government controlling people. Because, look, when these welfare programs go bankrupt, there will be civil unrest. There will be rioting. And the government wants to make sure that when the rioting happens, there aren't, people don't have guns. Now, what, what actually happens, they, their idea is, okay, we don't want people to rise up and have like a French Revolution on our hands. What actually happens is what happens in Hurricane Katrina, where people who just want to defend their property, the, the police come and take their guns away. And then the, the looters come and take all their shit and rape and kill them. But all like the government doesn't give a shit. If, if a bunch of people die from looting and rioting, they don't care, as long as they're safe. So disarming the population in order to make sure that they don't get too crazy when they cut off their welfare. Because the welfare will be cut. It's unsustainable. It will bankrupt everything. It has to be cut. So when it is cut, people will flip their shit. And that's why they want gun control. They want to get the gun control. They want to confiscate all the guns before that happens. And it's going to happen in less than 10 years. Because Social Security and Medicare, they're already running red. They will eat the entire economy by like 2024 or some shit. It's coming. So that's what gun control is about. It's not about crime. It's not about children. It's not about school shootings. It's about controlling the population and establishing martial law. Like, look what's happening in the UK. They took, the UK gave up their guns and now they've given up their knives and they've given up their children. And they've, like, it's a joke. Once you can't defend yourself, the government can do whatever the fuck they want. And you're going to take it because what are you going to do? But when people have guns and they can be like, oh, you want to like, I'll give you two examples. In Hurricane Katrina, there were groups of people like neighbors who basically when the cops came to take their guns, they're like, no, you're not taking our guns. And they pulled guns on the cops. and The cops left. They didn't take their guns and nothing happened. They were in their right. They have the Second Amendment on their side. So they just told the cops to go fuck themselves and the cops didn't do anything. Another example is the Bureau of Land Management tried to confiscate some guy's cows in some... I can't remember what state it was in, but he was trying to confiscate someone's cows because of grazing. Like, the government was trying to just steal this guy's property. And him and his other... his farming buddies got together, and they had a fucking standoff with the government with guns. And the government backed down. Now, I want you to imagine what would have happened in both those instances with gun control. They would have shot him. Or they would have taken their guns, and then they wouldn't have resisted. That's what it's about. It's about the government being able to make sure that they can control you through fear because you lack the ability to defend yourself. That's all it's about. That's what gun control is about. And if anyone tries to tell you it's about crime and children and school shootings, fuck them. Those are like handguns kill people, not rifles. And 500 times more children are killed by abortion than guns. So if you really give a shit about the children, the poor widowed children who are being killed, then ban abortion. Don't tell me about how much you give a shit about kids unless you're unless you're pro-life. So that's my a, my answer about gun control. But abortion is big business though. Yeah. I'll never get rid of that. 
Right, but again, you can't tell me you give a shit about kids and their safety and, and all these poor trap this trap while you're supporting abortion, which kills 500 times. I'm not even exaggerating. It's 500 times more children are killed every year from abortion than are killed from all guns. Yeah. 500 times. It means for every kid who's shot, 500 babies are murdered. So don't the fucking talk to me about you know compassion and and all these poor children. Fuck you. Don't give a shit about children. All right. Um, we'll do a couple more questions and then we'll end the show. All right. How can I explain human nature to my friend who thinks anarchy can work? He's not an ANCAP. He's just a pure anarchist. And just overall how anarchy doesn't work and how he's also very anti-gun, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, your friend's an idiot. All right. So human nature, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's what Nietzsche called the will to power. But if you look at it from the male-female perspective, it's dominance in men, it's hypergamy in women. Everyone is looking for their advantage. So how do you have a, an anarchist society with everyone looking to take advantage of the others? Like, like without a threat, people will simply take what they want. Like, yeah, people do cooperate when they have to, but when they can benefit immediately, especially lower IQ people, they will. Like, especially if you're anti-gun. If you're anti-gun and you're an anarchist, you're just like, please kill me and rape me. Like, you might as well get a t-shirt that says, please kill me and rape me. And wear that around if you're an anarchist who's also against guns. Like, you're, you are going to be the first people to die. Like, I can't believe how dumb that is. But anyway, so people are... Like, look at animals. Again, you know, just animals can form cooperative groups, but there's hierarchies. Once you have a hierarchy, you don't have anarchy. So nature disproves anarchy. There's no government per se, but there's hierarchy. And in humans, we formalize those hierarchies as governments. And then people are going... Like, the reason why governments are formed is for people to protect themselves from other people. Like, we need a system of justice and law and order to protect us from people who would take advantage of us. In fact, um, the reason why drug gangs exist is because... Like, if, I, if I'm selling orange juice and you don't pay me, like you steal my orange juice and don't pay me, I can go to the police and have you arrested and sue you for stealing my orange juice. But because if I'm selling drugs and you steal my drugs and don't pay me, I can't go to the police. So I have to have a drug gang to enforce fair law practices, to, fair, to, to enforce contracts. That's what you have in an anarchist society. You have drug gangs, the equivalent of drug gangs. You have essentially private militaries. You have tribal warfare. Now, if you think tribal warfare and like gang wars is somehow good, you're an idiot. Like, look at countries that like, you can't have a technologically advanced society when everybody has to constantly defend their property because they're being raided and shot at constantly. For people to actually progress society, they have to feel that the property is protected. And the way to do that is through a system of justice and law, which is necessity by government. Now, I know ANCAPs like to redefine anarchy. They're like, oh, it's, it's only government if it's coercive. If it's voluntary, it's not government. Show me in the dictionary where it says that, and they, they can't ever produce a dictionary definition that that is what government means, because that's not what government means. Government means to govern things. Like, if you govern something, if you manage something, you're a government. 
So if you manage a country, you're a government. It doesn't matter if it's voluntary or coercive. So stop redefining words. Words have meanings. Please use them. But yeah, your friend's an idiot. But look, if you look, some people some people have stupid friends and they could be fun. So honestly, just pat him on the head and walk away and let him think whatever he wants. All right, we have time for we have time for one more. Uh, let's, let me find one yeah. good question. One more good question before we can end the show on a high note. Okay, we have a winner. Um, his name is Adam. I don't remember what it was, but oh, yeah, I, de- I tried to well, send him. A, I tried to well, ping him. Okay, well, no, can you go look it up because it's kind of important that he knows he won. Can't be like ah, someone won, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, oh, Adam. Like, Adam Frank. Okay, that's it. Yeah. All so right. Adam Frank, you're the winner. Please send me a DM, or or send it to um, no, I'll I'll send it to him. Just just DM me so that you know that you want the item, and then I'll I'll set you up with the with the author of the book. Okay. All right. Cool. Thank you uh, and congratulations. All right. So our last question is: As a MGTOW guy, how do I overcome peer pressure to keep dating in college? All right. Peer pressure is a symptom of a desire or a need for external validation. Uh, Actually, I got into an interesting conversation on the Discord server a while ago. Someone made up a point. They're like, you know, TFM, you don't praise people. You never tell people, like, how awesome they are. You never compliment people. Why why don't you ever compliment people? And it's like, because, A, why why do you care? Why do you care if I compliment you? And also... Shame and flattery are the are two sides of the same weapon. If I want to make you immune to shame, I must also make you immune to flattery. I don't give a shit. This is why when people tell me, "Oh, TFM, I love your content. You saved my life," I, I cringe. I appreciate. I appreciate the sentiment, but I cringe because I see flattery and shame as two sides of the same coin called manipulation. So, how do you overcome shame and flattery? You have to stop giving a shit. Stop giving a shit about what people think about you. Stop giving a shit about what people say about you. Fuck those people. And I did a series called The Zen of Zero Fucks Given. Check that out. I kind of laid it all out there. It's probably one of my better video series. If you haven't checked it out, definitely watch The Zen of Zero Fucks Given. And that will hopefully, because the reason why that, that series was made is I would tell people to just stop giving a shit. And they're like, well, how? How do I stop giving a shit? Please tell me, teach me how to stop giving a shit. Now, for me, the way I discovered how to not give a shit was I went to Iraq and I learned that, you know, like when you see when you're seeing people die, you learn that 99 percent of shit in life is not worth worrying about. It just doesn't matter. Like, oh, no, little Susie doesn't think I'm cool. Who fucking cares? No one fucking like that's not important. Think about it. Your fucking your friends in college, they they might tease you. Who fucking cares? They're gonna be sucking dicks at truck stops with their gender studies degree. Fuck those people. Why do you give a shit what they think? Now, if they're if they're physically assaulting you, like if they're doing some kind of physical prank, if they're like uh you know I don't know putting baloney on your car or you know attacking you or doing something like that. if they're doing something, then press charges on them. No one has a right to assault you, even if they say, oh, it's just a prank, bro. No, fuck you. You better hope I don't catch you and beat your fucking ass. But if all they're doing is talking, just fucking ignore them. Fuck those people. Their opinion should not matter to you. Talk is cheap. Yeah, Remember and, that. 
Yeah, so fuck them. Who cares? And yeah, like people are going to laugh. Like, look, okay, so I don't just walk the walk. I t- or uh, yeah, I don't. Well, I, wa- I was going to say I don't just talk the talk. I walk the walk. So, and I, I've proven this. So, I mean, I call myself Turd Flinging Monkey, which is a silly name. Most people wouldn't take me seriously, and I appreciate that. I review sex toys, including anal toys, and I have a sex doll waifu, and I'm proud of it. Do you think I give the slightest shit what anyone thinks about me? Do you think people's opinions about me matters whatsoever to me at all? Yeah. I mean, I like to, I like to think of it this way. So imagine you're walking down the street, and you're walking past a house, and there's a dog barking at you. Do you care that the dog is barking at you? No, you just walk along and move on your day. Right. I mean, so if, I want... it, if it hops the fence and tries to attack you, that's different. Then you, right. then you pull out your weapon, you stab the dog, you got to tase it, yeah. shoot it. I don't care. Punch it, punch in the nose, push its eyeballs, and whatever you got to do. Now, I want you to okay. imagine this. Here's like, I want you, the next time you have these blue pill dipshits making fun of you for being a MGTOW, I want you to imagine you're walking past a special ed class. And all the retards are pointing at you and laughing. They're like, oh, look at him. He, he's so dumb. Look, he's wearing blah, blah, blah. And they're all fucking retards. They're all drooling on themselves, shitting their pants and eating pudding. And they're laughing at you and pointing. Would you care? No. I mean, fucking retards do all kind of stupid shit. Their opinion should not matter to you. They're just fucking, they're fucking retards in a special ed classroom pointing and laughing at you. And honestly, good for them because their life is going to be fucking shit. So if they can get just a moment of joy by pointing and laughing at me and that brings some joy into their empty lives, then good. I, I'm happy to be the, the object of their ridicule. I hope that I brought you, you know, some, some joy and some light to your otherwise pathetic existence. Meanwhile, after year, after college, when all these fucking retards are swimming in student loan debt with no fucking job, and they're all like fucking crying to the government to for, forgive my debt and give me free college, fuck you. You have look as a MGTOW, you are you're you're cut above. It takes a different kind of person to go their own way, an individually minded person. So you're gonna be fine. You're gonna make it in life. Fuck those people. They're fucking retards. And that's how you get over peer pressure about dating in college. I'm glad I could help. And that that is our show. We're going to end the show there. Um, congratulations to the guy who won the book. I appreciate um, uh, MGTOWbooks.com for the giveaway. I want to get Fond Love back, but, you know, these things happen. Sometimes sponsorships come and go. I think the code still works. So you can still save 15% off off the website, I think. But um, I, I, before I do any more giveaways, I need to make sure that, like, the company's still cool with it because my contact just left. They left the company, so womp womp. Why is housing so expensive? The government. It's always the government. Yeah, or you can just blame the Jews. Sarcasm. No, oh, right. So it, it has to do with zoning restrictions. Like, the government doesn't allow you to build. You need permits, you need all these, you know, you can only build in certain areas, you need all these permits for it. So they are, and there was a reason for this, because when housing values go up, people think it's creating wealth. So the government actually has an incentive to make housing expensive, because voters love it. All these fucking baby boomers, 
oh, they love that their housing value is going up. Yay, my house is going up. Thank you, government. I will vote for you. Now, you, as a young guy trying to look for a house, no one gives a shit about you. So, yeah, fucking boomers, man. It's, it really is the boomers' fault, too. We should have let the, the actually how it's just it is what it is. Fucking never underestimate stupid people in large numbers. But yeah, the short answer is it's the government. The government's the reason housing is so expensive. <sighs> yeah, and property taxes. Yep. Some people want to blame the um, investors from China or Hong Kong, whatever. Well, no, the, yeah, they are doing that, but the reason why is because they have to do something with their dollars. So when when you buy Chinese goods, like when America buys Chinese goods, we pay for them with U.S. dollars. So China has to do something with all this U.S. dollars they're getting. So what they do is they buy real estate because, you know, they buy American real estate with American dollars. What else are they going to do with the American dollars? Convert it to their native currency? Well, in order to do that, they have to find somebody who has yen and wants dollars. The Forex market is basically, a, it's like eBay. You have to find someone who has your currency, has the currency you want for the currency you have. And then there's an exchange rate. But it's actually better for them to just buy American goods. In fact, people complain like, oh, China, there's a trade deficit. There, well, yeah, they, like they want China to buy American goods with the American dollars to create jobs in America. Well, instead of that, they're just buying real estate. Womp womp. Yeah. But they, 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 look, they have American dollars. Their money's green. What do you want? Right. Do, it's, but, it's their money. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Well, that's true. But now there's two main things that people bring up. Well, one, someone mentioned in the chat, the Chinese money laundering thing. I mean, you can have, have whatever your whatever your perspective is on that. Um, it is what it is. But... Another people, another thing is people complain that with all these people buying property um, in China, I mean, from China buying property in the United States and not even living in the houses, is that the it causes the the housing prices to go up. So nobody can afford houses, or especially not millennials, which baby boomers are almost complaining that they're not going into debt and buying houses and whatnot. Yeah, that's so, that, that's literally only on the West Coast, by the way. So unless you live on the West, if you don't live on the West Coast, China's not has nothing to do with the housing. All housing markets are local. So yes, in certain West Coast cities and West Coast areas, yeah, China is buying up some real estate, mostly in places like San Francisco and shit like that. But yeah, yeah but the rest of you people, the other 48 states... No, you're, there's nothing going on there. It's the government, high property taxes, zoning restrictions, baby boomers wanting their housing price to go up because they think, like, these baby boomers think that if their housing price, they want the housing price to go up because selling their house is going to be their, that's their nest egg. They're going to sell their house and then they're going to retire on the money. So, like, honestly, we never should have bailed out the, the fucking housing market. But I know why we did because stupid people vote. That's why we did it. And that's why housing prices are so... We propped up the housing market because of the 2008 crash. And now housing prices are too expensive. The housing market needs to go down. The housing market's too expensive. But, oh no, it's so fucking stupid. I hate, the, I hate how the government manipulates the economy. Just let the free market work. The free market works. But you have to let it work. But, oh, the fucking boomers, their housing... What about the boomers? Fuck the boomers. Fuck them in their house. Fuck them in their retirement. 
You know why I say that? Because they said that to me. When I try to have a conversation with a boomer about how uh, Social Security and Medicare is going to destroy the country and we need to cut it. And they'll tell you, I don't give a shit what happens to you. I just want my money. Well, same at you, buddy. I don't give a shit what happens to you. So fuck your house and fuck your retirement. Yeah, you just you can't have a conversation. Uh, go ahead. Well, it's like so. I their attitude towards millennials and people like that is fuck you. I don't care if the country burns. I'll be dead. So fuck you. I don't care what happens to your retirement in your house. I hope your house yeah. fucking crashes. I hope you lose ninety percent of the equity in your house and you're penniless and you kill yourself. And then there'll be affordable housing for people because your dumb boomer ass will be gone. Yeah, and on top of that, you just can't reason with baby boomers anyway. I mean, my parents can't really reason with them when it comes to economic things or even when it comes to Medicare and Medicaid and stuff like that. So I just pretty much just gave up trying to talk to them about anything. It's because they always think that they know better. They always know best. Right. They're always well, hold on. Right, right. So I, I'm, I'm seeing. So I want to address one more thing about boomers. So there's someone made this comment like, I worked my whole life. I earned my money. You didn't earn Social Security and Medicare. Those are welfare programs. That's not your money. You were taxed like we're all taxed. I paid $14,000 in fucking taxes this year. You're welcome. Exactly. I mean, my, I mean, you got these baby boomers that are just eating up our taxes like there's well, no and, tomorrow. And the, housing, and the housing values are due to government manipulation of the housing market. That You didn't earn that. That your housing market, the, the government manipulating the price of housing to benefit you is not something you earn through your hard work. The reason why the boomers have all this shit is because they, they were... They were the biggest voting demographic in U.S. history by the numbers. And, that, and they spent everyone's money. They spent their parents' money. They spent their children's money. They spent their grandchildren's money. The boomers spent all the money on themselves. And now that they're old, they want to like play the old person card. Like, oh, I'm old. I, you know, blah, blah. Fuck you. Now, right. honestly, and the problem is the fucking millennials are big fucking lib shits, too. So if the fucking millennials weren't so fucking stupid, we could actually do some real stuff. But no, no, they just want free shit, too. They're just as bad as the boomers. Everyone just wants free shit. Give me free shit. The pro Here's the thing. When the, the boomers were, were demanding their free shit, everyone told them, hey, you know, this is going to destroy America. This is going to hurt your children and grandchildren. And like, ah, fuck those people. Well, now that the children and grandchildren are adults, now they're like, oh, I earned this. This is my retirement. I worked hard. Oh, what was that? Oh, what was that when you when people told you that your children and grandchildren are gonna be stuck with the bill and you said fuck them? Yeah. Well, same at same back at you. Fuck you. Fuck you and your bullshit retirement with my money. Yeah, you know, I feel like my dad was like the only one, or at least back in my day, that had any sense because he warned me exactly about what you were saying here. Is how the baby boomers are just basically taking up everything and leaving the, the future generations to foot the bill. Right uh, now, and he I, was, I'm, and he wasn't the typical. I'm sorry. I, I just think it's important to note that he wasn't the typical ahead. black man who votes Democrat. He was. He actually voted Republican. He was very. He was actually quite patriotic, and he was smarter than the average average black person. I noticed. I was there actually very glad um, to have him as a dad. And I've got. Uh, I've gotten some interesting exchanges with some boomers because I've done. I've talked about how Social Security and Medicare is going away and fuck the boomers. And I've gotten some people like, oh, I'm a veteran and I'm a sniper, blah, blah, blah. Go fuck yourself. You're full of shit. Point to me one time in history when there was a fucking 
economic collapse and the fucking elderly came out on top. One time in history where the geriatric elderly shitting their pants were the fucking king of the hill at the end of that fucking PUBG match. Never fucking happens. I don't give a shit if you're like a Korean war veteran. I'm an Iraqi war veteran. I'm a goddamn surgeon with a gun. So if you think you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I can shoot this, fuck you. Yeah, you can shoot it on a range once you get it with your fucking rascal scooter. Yeah, you're not going to, you ain't shit, Grandpa. Fucking save one bolt for yourself. Fucking stupid. Anyway, yeah, fuck boomers. Fuck Social Security and Medicare. And I here's the thing, though. Like, I, I, it's, it's whatever. No one, everyone wants everyone else to pay for their shit, and they all want to live peacefully. They all want to spend their free money, and they all want to die. And, but you know what? There's no more money. All the money's gone. We are the children and grandchildren that all this debt is going to fall on. We are the children and grandchildren that boomers were warned we're going to have to pay the price. So there's no, unfortunately there's no more there's no more time. The bill has been passed around the table, and now it is coming due. There's no generation we're going to be able to push this on so we can all live peacefully and get our free money. There's no more free money. There's no more next generation to pay for it. We are the generation that's going to pay for it. So uh, prepare yourself because Purge Day is a coming. Yep. And I'm getting myself ready, getting my guns ready and doing what I can to take what I can offshore. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, don't, do not just buy a gun and be like, well, I got guns, I'll be fine. No, no, you need to survive. You need more than just a gun. Because, like, everyone with a gun is going to think the same thing. Oh, I got a gun, I'm going to go rob people and take their shit. What happens when no one has shit other than a gun? Like, everyone just has a gun. No one has food or water or medicine or fuel. Everyone just has a gun. It's going to literally turn into a PUBG match. And you're going to be actually fighting over a chicken dinner. Like, at the end of the match, yeah. after you've killed 100 people, you will get a chicken dinner because no one else has any fucking food. So you're all killing each other over a single chicken dinner. So, no, don't just buy a gun and be like, I'm prepared for the collapse, I got a gun. You're going to die. Right. I mean, I, I would never just say get a gun yeah, without actually doing other forms of prep work. I mean, there's other things I'm trying to do as, as well as, like, get food saved up, you know, get weapons to protect it, as well as maybe get ammo boxes to keep my ammunition from expiring and so forth. So I've been looking into a lot of things to prevent myself from actually getting into a predicament where I only have one thing and don't have enough of the other. So Right. Yes, you want uh, you want food, water, fuel, medicine and ammo. Yes. And okay. and speaking of and speaking of um medicine. Now, do you have to worry about like aspirin expiring and whatnot or or no? Uh no, yeah, I mean painkillers are fine. Um you what you really need to look for if you have any kind of condition that requires medicine you need medicine for that also you're going to need medical supplies because you're going to have to treat your own wounds the hospital is going to be permanently closed you're going to have to you know you might want to get a manual about like you know field medicine you're going to have to learn how to you know do fun stuff you, you know there's not going to be a doctor there's not going to be 911 so if you get shot or stabbed, you're going to have to know how to treat that yourself. Right. And what's sad is that the average person doesn't even know how to start a fire in the woods. It's like you, you can give them everything you need and they won't even know how to not only start the fire, but keep it going. Now, fortunately, I know now I know Boy Scouts isn't exactly a big deal, especially when you come to the military. No, no, but even then, I, 
Right. No, you don't even. Okay. There are prepper manuals. I got a couple for like the size of phone books for like five bucks. They're super cheap. So right. look, there are books out. Don't just download a PDF because the power when the power goes out, you're not gonna be able to get to your PDFs. You're gonna need phys- you need physical copies of books with because you're not gonna be able to remember everything. You're gonna need books that you can reference. So start collecting these books now. Uh, one more question about this is actually collapse related, so it's it's worth talking about. Uh, considering there will be some form of welfare collapse soon, what alternative single mothers look for in the meantime, and how do we keep an eye out for them? All right. When the welfare state collapses, it means the government's collapsed. What will we, what will single mothers do? They'll do a couple. What, first of all, they'll they'll try to look for a boyfriend or a man or someone to take care of them. Um, if that, barring that, they will. I mean, unless they really fucked up. If they're smart, they'll try to basically. If, oh God, if single mothers are, are kind of fucked, no matter what, unless their kids are somehow old enough to protect them. Um, especially if they completely divorce raped a man. Ooh, that's not going to end well for her because when the government collapses, fucking daddy's coming home and he's bringing yep. hell with him. And that's where her story ends. But um, yep. assuming, like, maybe she'll try to, like... Like, here's the thing. Women need men to survive. So without the government, without the welfare state, they're simply going to turn to any man to protect them. So women will be in the streets, like, begging for help. Like, they'll turn to family, boyfriends. They don't care. Like... So they, they need a man to protect them or they're going to die. So, I mean, they will take whatever they can get. Single moms, like, and also here's a problem. So in a collapse scenario where you have no welfare, no government, it's so much worse than you think. Because not only are you a uh, a woman, you're basically, you want a, you need a man to provide you with food. You're also at, you need a man to provide your kids with food. Now, if you, if the, if the man isn't the kid's biological father, and we're talking a collapse scenario, um, he has no reason. First of all, even if you're like the hottest piece of ass he's ever seen, um, he may not even have the resources to provide for you and your kids. So honestly, like, this is going to sound really morbid. Single mothers are going to kill their kids because they can't they there's no way like their only chance at survival is to get a man to take care of them and they can't a man isn't going to take care of her and her kid so they're going to kill their kids they're just going to like you know tell them to look at the flowers and either poison them or stab them or shoot them in the head or something or drown them in a tub like uh, Andrea Yates did uh, because the only way they're going to survive in fact you know what you see this in nature when the alpha male is overthrown by a new alpha male, the mothers will kill their babies in order to curry favor with the new alpha male. So, like, yep. this is how this is the this is the brutality of nature. So, what will single mothers do during the collapse when the welfare state collapses? They won't be single mothers anymore because yeah. their kids will be uh, they will meet a untimely end, and they'll just be single, single and ready to mingle. Exactly, because they've already proven how disposable children are now with with abortion. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Th- think of it just like a thirtieth trimester abortion. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's it's fucked up. It's morbid as fuck, but that's probably what'll happen. In fact, you could probably look at Venezuela now. Venezuela's like uh, it's an isolated case because outside of Venezuela, the economy's fine. When America goes, it's going to take the entire global economy with it. So it's not like you can just go, like, in Venezuela, they're, like, going to Colombia to whore themselves out for money. But imagine, like, your America collapses, 
Canada collapses, you know, all the entire global system collapses. There's nowhere to go to. There's no magical country for you can sneak over to to get money. Like everywhere is fucked. So yeah, women are just gonna probably kill their kids and whore themselves out or find a man just to keep them alive. That's their only chance. So yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's gonna be Mad Max. Oh yeah, but and speaking of uh, Venezuela and Colombia. The government actually had blocked off the bridge, so you actually they don't have it doesn't seem like they have the option of going to Colombia anymore, at least not driving out. I mean, I don't know if they secured the borders or what. Right. Oh no, I predict. Look, th there's already like people trying to assassinate. Like, even though the people are disarmed, like I, I guess what has it been two or three years of starving, and now they've taken out the bridges and they're barring people from leaving. Now people are actually like saying, "Oh, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to die either way." Fuck this! I'm gonna like the government's gonna go down. It's a, it's over. Like this would be the perfect time for like someone to give to give people weapons. Like maybe those political dissidents who didn't leave, if they were to show back up with weapons and arm the people, they'd overthrow their asses so quickly. And if they brought food and everything, oh man, they'd be they'd be heroes. They would be heroes. But instead, they stayed. They dug their heels and like, oh, I can't abandon Venezuela. And then the government arrested them and killed them, and they're never to be seen again. So, look, when the First Amendment and the Second Amendment go, that is the, that is the green light. When we lose the First and Second Amendment in America, America's gone. Leave. Leave now. Do not stick around because it's over. And don't make the mistake of the Venezuelan dissidents and get killed. Where should I flee to avoid collapse altogether? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to go to a country which would be unaffected by the global economic system collapsing. So now, how would, how exactly would you describe that? Basically, a very underdeveloped third world country that is so it's basically you know like a very rural community that has its own local economy that like like the Amish for example when the collapse happens the Amish won't even notice. They're just gonna keep doing what they do. They're not. They're gonna be fine. So, like more rural areas or more rural countries, uh, basically, you're gonna have to give up all the creature comforts of a developed country. And if you're not prepared to do that, then um, you know, good luck. Yeah, fortunately, I know exactly where to go because I know exactly the country I'm going to. It's not a first world country. It's kind of third world. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I know you're sighing. I'm sorry. I'm just tired. Well, and you've you told me this before. But the thing is, you keep describing it, but then you never say what it is. So it's like you're just being a tease. Yeah, it's just that this country is so small, and it's it's a country that's that mo a lot of people don't even know really exists. And the last thing I want is a bunch of people flocking there in competition. Right. I mean, plus it's one of the few places a black person can actually go and live. Oh. So, so yeah, that's the other thing, because as because just as you said, as a black man, I don't have a lot of options, but this is like the one op one option, the the least crappiest option I can think of so far. Holy shit! Someone just donated a hundred dollars on Stream.me. Yeah, I, I like the problem with the Stream.me is their widget for donations doesn't allow for text to speech. Well, there's a text to speech, but it's like a masculine robot voice. So I was like, nah, bro, we ain't doing that. 
So yeah, um, if you want to have Celestina do a comment, you got to do it via the uh, Streamlabs. But thank you for the hundred dollar donation. That's awesome. Anyway, okay, so we've been. It's already three hours and thirty minutes. Uh, let's go ahead and just close out the show. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, the Dollhouse. Thank you to MGTOWBooks.com, MGTOW's Guide to Retiring. And actually, you know what? We've been talking about like where to go. MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200K in Southeast Asia. That might be a book to check out. You could save 10% with code TFM at MGTOWBooks.com. Hashtag shill alert. And then, of course, Flying Tiger's Gear, proprietor of Steel Groin Cups. Make sure you protect your dick during the purge. And th that's our show. So thank you, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, you know, it was a call-in show, so it is what it is. You guys want we, we didn't do the call-ins last week, so I made it up to you. I hope it was worth it. Anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. War. War never changes. In the current year, women have declared war on men. Men are not only guilty until proven innocent, but they are not even allowed to prove their innocence. In response to this warfare waged by women, known as feminism, men have sought refuge with waifus. Artificial women able to satisfy a man's need for love and sex. Retailers like the dollhouse began to spread, bringing waifus to men everywhere, freeing them from the enslavement of feminism. Get your waifu today from the dollhouse.com or dc.dollhouse.com if you're in the United States before they're banned by feminism so they can control men once more. Go to the dollhouse.com and dc.dollhouse.com to find your waifu today before it's too late. I have an important message for you. For the guys who dream about early retirement and packing their bags for a one-way trip to Asia and say bye-bye to hashtag me too, feminism, entitled Women Riding the Cock Carousel, author and MGTOW Luca Venditti has written a book about how to achieve early financial independence and leave the West. He managed to retire on 200k in Asia and is happy to share how he did it. His book will cover in detail the high yield deposit accounts available and how to capitalize on them for a guaranteed monthly passive income that grows with inflation, an extremely detailed budget breakdown and much more. The book is called MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200k in Southeast Asia. And you can purchase it on MGTOWbooks.com and use the promo code DFM for an extra 10% off. Now in four formats, PDF, Mobi for Kindle, EPUB, and text-to-speech MP3. This is Shil Estina here to tell you about Flying Tiger's gear. While TFM is preparing his hand-to-hand -hand combat skills, are you getting ready for the coming purge? Here is something you might not have considered. What are you doing to protect your dick? How are you going to repopulate Western civilization once you've purged the cucks and feminists if your balls are damaged? This is why Flying Tiger's gear offers a steel kickboxing cup. Sure, you could use it for martial arts, but let's be real here. When some Antifa dipshit is trying to shank your dick, do you want the only thing between your manhood and cold steel to be a piece of plastic? I didn't think so. You need to protect your dick during the apocalypse, right? 
so check out Flying Tigers gear on eBay where they offer the aforementioned steel groin cup, as well as sell lots of martial arts and kickboxing gear if you're into that sort of thing. Thank you for your time. Oh, <laughs>